everyone and welcome to another edition of the Final Down NFL podcast with me, Jim, Denver Dave and Punk Raider. We're here to talk about the NFL boys. How are we doing? Best part of the year, this is. Well, for <laughs> you, maybe. Yeah, this is my favourite. This is my favourite one of the I, year. I, I always like our um, predictions one because it just goes to show how right I am throughout the season. <laughs> when it once pipe down. <laughs> Yes, guys, we're a week away from the NFL draft. And so every year, and uh, it's more of a tradition now than it used to be, um, we go through the first round and Dave and I pitch a player to Punk who will act as GM for every single team that is picking in the first round. Um, bit of housekeeping. We will not be doing trades, unfortunately. So that's just what? That's another it's minefield. It's unfortunate. Of... It's far too complicated if you start throwing <laughs> trades in there. I struggle expect... to keep up. We fully expect trades to happen on draft night, but Absolutely. we cannot predict those. So we can only go with what is there. Um, bit weird, some of them. Saints, for example, in a kind of no man's land. Uh, they'll probably move. Um, but yeah, so for this one, we are just going to be going with the picks that are, as far as we're aware, still there going into draft night. Um, so that's it. The, the list we will be pulling from, I put together last night. So it is as up to date as it possibly can be. As fresh as possible. Yeah. Um, before exactly. we start, then one other thing we need to talk about because Punk, you have not watched any college. You've not been keeping up with the uh, the mock drafts and all the other stuff that's going on. No. So, so, so for those people that don't know, I watch the NFL. I don't watch college football. Um, people tell me I should watch college football, but you know, there's other football on a Saturday. So, mm. you know, needs are and needs must. Um, I have not looked at a single mock draft. I do. I know the name of one player in this draft, I think, and that's because it's Thibodeau and it's just a nice name and I quite like it. Um, okay. Apart from that, I know nothing. I've literally put together the list of the teams in the numbers that they're picking and I've picked uh, three or four uh, needs for each of those teams in position. You guys are going to pitch me your best players or who you think I should take. And I will then select based on your arguments. So you guys need to be on the ball. Otherwise, Jim, you're just going to end up with nothing getting picked and it's going to be all day <laughs> with the glory, wow. isn't it? Wow. Okay. <laughs> all right. Last thing we need to do then before we start is I need, I need to let Punk know because usually Punk, each year there's one college team that kind of stands out. Usually it's Bama. Yep. But in like a couple of years ago, it was LSU where they had like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and, all the, and everyone basically came out in one go. Well, there's one team that's looming over this first round. That's the Georgia Bulldogs. They were incredible yep. on defense last season. They beat Alabama in the championship game 33 to 18 and nine of those Bama points came in garbage time. Okay. They went nine games last season before giving up more than one touchdown. The 14 games that they played up to the championship win, they scored an average of 39 points a game to the opponent's 9.6. And it was the front seven who were largely responsible for those stats. Now, most of those players are eligible and they are going to be drafted this year. Okay, The best one isn't. The best one is still waiting for, for next year, I think, before he's eligible. But if you hear Georgia front seven, chances are your eyes should light up a little bit because... They were mustered. So that's, so that's what just, I need to let you know, just, basically. Just, just to be clear, Georgia are the team that stole the Green Bay Packers logo and changed the colours, yes? Yes, yes. yes. Changed the G Pretty to much. a black and then a red uh, circle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, yeah. 
they were they were they that's, were great, but it wasn't Stetson Barrett that was the uh, quarterback that was getting them through it. It was the defense stifling everything I'm, in their path. I'm sorry, anyone called Stetson is not getting drafted <laughs> in the first round. I can tell you that. <laughs> not even eligible this year, thankfully, but uh, we'll deal with them another time. <laughs> I'll just I'll let you know that. From okay, Texas, so, by any chance? <laughs> we, uh, not sure, not sure. Um, but with all that being said, we're going to now dive into the first round. So the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock. So they are. What, what are we going for here? Any, anyone, well, anyone who's uh, anyone who's ever taken part in a fantasy league with ours, everyone knows that Jim gets the first pick. So off with you. <laughs> That's outrageous. <laughs> it never happens. So yes, I think for the purpose of this, we did say Jim. Jim gets odds. Dave gets evens. Yeah, right. If right I remember that. correctly. Correct. So um, I'll I'll stick to that as much as I can uh, when going first and second. But you might have to remind me because you know lots of numbers here up to thirty-two. Mm, mm. Um, so Jacksonville Jaguars number one overall pick. Jacksonville really could do with a defensive lineman, a safety, or a linebacker. So Jim, go so for just it. Just the defensive side of the ball. Okay, well, just the defense at this moment in time. The one that's been getting all the buzz recently has been Aiden Hutchinson. Um, very good edge rusher. Um, they predicted that the first three places could be edge rushers off this board punk. So uh, I have to go, as much as I like Hutchinson as a, a solid player, I'm actually going to pitch you a bigger upside, a bigger potential. Um, and I'm going to offer you, oh, which one of the two? You know, I'm going to offer you uh, Trayvon Walker from Georgia, defensive end, um, a big square of a defensive end. He's got heavy hands. He's long. He's got a massive explosion off the line. He he will get to the quarterback more often than not. And even if the or and he also stopped the running game as well. So any runner that tries to get around the back, he he doesn't just zero in. He's clever enough to kind of just hold off a, just half a second to make sure he knows what's going on. And then he'll hurt whatever's in uh, in front of him, basically. So I'm going to offer you Trayvon Walker from Georgia, the best team in college last year. I agree. <laughs> you got to pitch someone else. Nope. It doesn't oh, have to. Oh, no. It doesn't have what, to. One thing, if it's one consensus thing, pick, then it's one thing consensus I do want pick. To say, one thing I do want to say, and this is going to be a little asterisk against everything I say for the rest of this first round, potentially, or at least until a certain player is picked. I think the best player in this draft is Derek Stingley Jr. I genuinely think that. If So he, a couple of years ago, was a consensus All-American. He would have gone in the first round. He's a cornerback, plays for LSU, and he is phenomenal. His dad was a, a cornerback in the NFL. He is if he stays fit, he will be a first-team All-Pro numerous times in the NFL. He's phenomenally good. However, last year, he got an absolutely horrendous injury that for some players is career-ending. I think it's called Liz Frank injury. I don't know yeah. the specifics of it, but it, it's pretty bad. Um, so a lot of people... Peyton Manning had it. Even with that injury... A lot of people are saying he's going to go high in the first round. Wouldn't shock me if he goes number one. If if Jacksonville just say, look, we want to take him number one, blah, blah, blah. He is my first pick. If I was the Jacksonville Jaguars, I would gamble on him and say, I want him one. I don't care. But it's going to be a really boring podcast if every single pick I say, Derek I want Stingley. Derek Stingley Jr. <laughs> it's going to be very boring. So I want to put it in there that until, it, until he goes, he is my first pick. So I'm pitching him to you every single pick. But I'm not going to keep on repeating myself because it's going to be dull. Yeah. So on the base no, of that, Trayvon Walker. 
Okay, so consensus pick is Trayvon Walker. Yes, 100%. Apparently from us Jags, now, yeah. The, the, the Jags will draft Trayvon Walker. Yes. Dave, you might get to do what you might want to do in a minute, but tell me why Trayvon Walker is so much better than the only player I've so, heard in this draft. So, um, well, the only person, only player you've heard in this draft so far is Kayvon Thibodeau, and he's not the guy who's the consensus first pick. The consensus first pick is uh, Aiden Hutchinson. And Hutch is great. I'm not going to go on with him because we'll pitch him later on. I just feel there's a higher ceiling with Trayvon Walker. He's one of those guys who, he's been, a, he was a walk-on starter in his freshman year at the Georgia Bulldogs. That doesn't happen unless you're special. He's a team captain. Again, doesn't happen unless you're special. He's the only player in college football in, in um, SEC who played uh, and took, when you say took part, influenced 41% of, of snaps last season. So to have an influence on that many slaps, snaps in one way or another is ridiculous. It's never been done before. So it's, I don't see any way in which you could take Hutch. I don't understand how anyone would go for Hutch rather than Trayvon Walker. I'm at a loss for it. And that's not anything against Trayvon. That's not anything against Aiden Hutchinson. I'm just a big Trayvon Walker guy. The, the, the reason people pick Hutch is because he's safe. You know exactly oh, yeah, yeah. what you're getting yeah. from him. And there's no, the problem is, for me, and I think for Dave as well, is we've, we've seen his ceiling. We don't think there's an awful lot more he can give than what he's already giving. Whereas someone like Trayvon is, if you can get even more coaching... You know, he could be the sack up for the sack leader every year, basically. Yeah. Cool. Um, the the you know they do the uh, the like for like comp. Drayvon Walker's comp is Von Miller because he's that quick off the line, but more powerful. Basically, mm. doesn't play the same. Doesn't play the same at all. Um, the comp for uh, Aiden Hutchinson is your fella at um, the Bengals. What's his name? Hendrickson. Uh, Tra- uh, Hendrickson. So that that's kind of. The type of player you're looking nothing, at. Nothing wrong with Henderson. He's a very, very good player. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He's just not Trayvon. I've got a different comp for him, but it uh, doesn't matter. So we're, we're going with Trayvon Walker, are we then? Cool. So, yeah, congratulations, Trayvon Walker, being the first pick in the draft. Uh, you're now a very rich man and can go and buy your mum a house and a car. Mm. <laughs> so, next on the clock are the Lions. Yeah. So, here we go, boys. Uh, Dave, you're up for first pitch. So, so the Lions, in my estimation... Need a cornerback, a safety, uh, a linebacker. So, I, I as I said, I'm not going to pitch Derek Stingley Jr. He is a cornerback, and I think he would, you know. But I'd say I'm not going to pitch him, but he's there on the board if he's my open pick consistently. Um, I'm going to go for uh, a Utah linebacker, Devin Lloyd. Now, he, he, I don't think many people are putting him this high, and it's probably a bit of a reach for a lot of people. But for me, he is. There is no all-around linebacker in this class that's better than Lloyd. He's great at blocking. He's better at run-stopping. He's uh, run-stopping. He's better. It can do absolutely everything. Brilliant on the on the blitz. Can line up against tight ends because he's got the speed. But also, in pass rushing, can trouble um, tackles and guards. He's just got absolutely everything. And I don't see any way in which... You, if you need a linebacker, you can pass him up at this level. And he's not going to be there at 32 where the Lions currently are. We're not doing trades. They absolutely need linebacker help. That's why I go for him at two. It's a bit of a reach because I don't think he's necessarily a second pick player, but I'd go for him again. They're not picking a line, not picking an offensive lineman because they did that last year. So I think they go linebacker and help the ball. This is really awkward now for me because first of punk, 
you, you know that linebackers don't go that high anywhere in the draft typically <laughs> unless they are yeah. elite and then as Devin Lloyd is probably the only first round talent linebacker we've got to pick from in this draft he is nowhere near second overall pick elite if you're picking top 10 you want someone who's going to be a game changer someone who's really going to influence your franchise and unfortunately as, as good as Devin Lloyd is he isn't a Luke Keekley type. He isn't one of those guys that's going to come in and own your franchise. He's just not. So the reason it's awkward for me is because I really want to pitch you someone that's not one of those positions. Um, I, I think that Detroit have an opportunity here to go for a quarterback. And they have a chance to sit this guy free. Yeah, this is the big, the biggest upside QB in the draft is Malik Willis out of Liberty. Okay. And he's got a chance to sit for a year behind Jared Goff Okay, they, they've still got loads of draft picks. They can still do other stuff later on, but they've got a chance. This might be the only chance they've got to pick this high up, hopefully for a long time. Um, they, they might as well use it to go for a guy that is consensus the best quarterback in the draft and has the potential. And this is a place he can go and not have to start straight away because you've got a guy that isn't on the bubble like immediately in Jared Goff. So he's got someone to learn from um, and he's got some time to do it. But the upside is, if it works out, you've got a franchise quarterback there for the next eight to ten years. Um, Malik Willis, he is, well, my comp from is Jameis Winston. I've never seen someone so Jameis Winston since Jameis Winston. And that's not so, necessarily a bad thing, um, because, he's wow. got, because he can fit this ball into a tiny window. The, but the problem for him is that he's only ever looking at the first receiver. He can't ever look to the second receiver. If the first receiver's not on, he'll either throw it and it'll work or it'll be intercepted, or he'll put his head down and run. And he's very good at running. You know, he's not a, a stand in the pocket forever quarterback. He's not Lamar Jackson. Um, he is James More of a Winston. Tim Tebow. He is Jameis Winston. But look, Jameis Winston is still a starter in this league. And he got drafted, what, five, six years ago? So, you know. That's not bad for it's, the Lions. That's not so bad. What you, what, what you it's, interesting, hang, it's interesting that you, you actually pitched the quarterback because I did um and ah about whether to put the quarterback in there or not for the Lions. Mm-hmm. So that, that would have been my fourth position if we hadn't limited it to three. Mm-hmm. So it is interesting to hear what you say. If, if you won't take it, Look, can I pitch someone else? Because we can't have Devin Lloyd going there too. No, 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 no. no. I... I, I, <laughs> I, I can't go with the linebacker at two. It's just not going to happen. Um, I think I'm going to be a little bit lionsy and do something a little bit raidery, and actually go with the quarterback. Yes, this is one of the few positions. And just actually go off my own draft board, and it will be okay for him. He doesn't have to start this first year. He can sit I, because I think I'm it's looking the best place for him. I'm I'm also looking at the next few next few teams up, and I'm kind of sitting there going, well, you know, there probably isn't going to be a quarterback. And as we all know, the NFL love a quarterback in the top five. Yeah. So you know, it's it, I think it's pretty much nailed on. There will be a quarterback going to the Lions. Mm-hmm. Is it at number two, and is it Malik Willis? I don't know, but for today, it definitely is. So one on the board. <laughs> there is significantly more chance of Devin Lloyd going than there is Malik Wellis. But Jim, you're not a fan and you've influenced him and argue better than I have. So, okay, that's what we've I, done. I pitched Jamie Swinston. Can I, I want, just so. say, can I just say, <laughs> the argument of he's not Luke Keekley, I he's agree not. with that. He's not. 
But how many, many play- people that how are. many players are? That's like <laughs> going, oh, this wide receiver, he's not Jerry Rice. If well, you're picking number two, really? you want him to be Luke Keekley. You want him to be that no, guy. No, I'm sorry, if, Jim. If, if I'm, I'm picking saying, a linebacker at two, then I want a... You're picking, you're picking a, pretty a Ray much. Lewis. I want well, a... You're I picking want a Derek Brooks. pretty much the only decent linebacker in this class. And because yeah, of but, that, his price is inflated, which is why he will go in the top 10. That's yeah. very possible, and he may well go in the top he 10. Will. But top two is too rich unless you are a complete... Not in this draft class. Uh, maybe not in this draft class, but if, like I said, if I'm picking, if I'm picking a linebacker, a middle linebacker, I want to be certain he's in that Ray Lewis, Derek Brooks, um, single Terry. He has to be a, a generational talent for me to want to do it. And the fact that he's the only one that's there that's even close to that good doesn't necessarily mean that he's, he's very not going to get drafted high, but it does mean that he's probably not going to make that top three or four. There are a whole load of linebackers that kind of smushed together. They're all pretty good, but they're all like late first, early second. 50 to 80. And yeah. the fact is there are better elite talents in other positions that will need to get mm. taken first. You can get a linebacker later on in the draft because they're all squished together. So you haven't got to worry about middle linebacker yet. So, okay, so yeah. want to pick number three then. Houston. Pick number three, Houston's have a first round pick. This is where the fun really begins because I have no position. It's just <laughs> best player available on the board. Now, you two might agree, in which case, great, we'll just take that player. Yeah. But your best player left on this board, go, Jim. Oh, it's my turn, isn't it? Uh, well, yes. with what's just happened, so Trayvon Walker was the big upside defensive end. Malik Willis was the shot in the dark um, for your franchise quarterback. The Houston Texans need to um, re- kind of replace J.J. Watt. Um, so I would be surprised if they don't go with the consensus uh, number one pick for most people, and that is Aiden Hutchinson. Go up, get the safe pair of hands there. Um, my comp from is Max Crosby. He'll get to the QB like the Terminator, like Arnie's slower Terminator, not like the sleek Robert Patrick uh, version, but he'll get to him. He will work on every play from first quarter to fourth quarter. He will do the same thing every time. He will zero in on the quarterback, and it might take him two and a half to three, three and a half seconds to get there, he will get there. So why don't get when you get someone in who's kind of a clone of JJ Watt, not obviously as good, but someone that the fans can get behind and he will be your machine guy for the next at least ten years, I think. Just a reliable. Exactly. I agree. <laughs> Did you agree? Crazy. What's going on? Wow. Best, there we go. No, best best player on the board at the moment is Aiden Hutchinson. Simple as that. You said Derek Stringley was the best player on the board. You know, you, I've already put it in. Let's not keep on All going right. about that. All right. The best player right now is Aiden Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. In that case, six foot yeah. six, 265 pounds out of Michigan. Can't go wrong with Aiden Hutchinson. Come on. That's can't, a blue you can't go wrong with a comparison with Max Crosby. Definitely not. Well, I thought that would get you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I figured that's what we'd done. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Right. So the Texans have gone. So we're on to pick four, which is the uh, New Jersey Jets. Uh, three positions of need for the Jets. Interesting ones, these. Cornerback, linebacker, and wide receiver. So I'm going to ignore you 
somewhat for this okay. um, because I think they've got their franchise quarterback and there's so many times we saw corner, him flutter. Corner, not quarter. Yes, they, they have their franchise quarterback and there were so many times we saw him flat on his ass last year. So I think they just need to go and get offensive line help. So I'm going to give them Evan Neal. Now, Evan Neal is the tackle out of Alabama. He's 6'7", 350, can move. Um, so he's absolutely massive. Played, played previously in a, a power uh, defense in... Oh, sorry, power offensive line in um, high school moved to be in the uh, outside zone offense that uh, Nick Saban operates operates in uh, Alabama. And he is the most dominant run blocking tackle in the country. 18 big time blocks last year, uh, which is about nine more than everyone else. And he as far as I can see, is the consensus number one overall pick for offensive tackles. And he stands out consistently as being able to give his quarterback time. That's the main point. He can play right tackle, left tackle, guard. You can put him anywhere on plug and play from day one. And he would absolutely give the Jets help. If the Jets were only picking once in this draft, I wouldn't go offensive lineman. As it is, go and get your best guy and give your franchise quarterback help. Because they haven't had a franchise quarterback since Joe Namath. Evan Neal... Evan Neal is the best left tackle in this extremely quality left tackle class. All right. You play him at left tackle. You, you wouldn't bother putting him at guard or right tackle. Um, he's you left can tackle. put him anywhere you want to, though. The, the problem we've got here, Punk, is that they just drafted Mackay Becton at left tackle. They've mm-hmm. just drafted Elijah Vera Tucker at guard. They've just, they've just moved in Lakin Tomlinson in free agency. They, they paid for Conor McGovern as well. George Fant has come in at, at right tackle. They have spent so much on that O-line. It is now ready to actually pay off, okay? You don't need to invest. Evan Neal is going to be overkill on that line. What's, I know Mackay Becton gets And injured, what's happened? But, what's happened what? every single season? They've had nothing but injuries on that offensive line. When the Broncos played injuries. them a couple of years ago, they had five injuries on the offensive line in one game. The, the offensive line they, they ended the game with was completely different to the one they started the game with. I'm going to pay attention to Punk this time, okay? And I'm going to listen to what he's got to say. One. <laughs> he's asked for... About <laughs> brown long, I promise a lot more, Punk, I promise. Um, I'm looking at their cornerback duo of DJ Reed and Bryce Hall, and I'm saying there's some elite talent here at number four overall that I can go for, okay? Now, Derek Stingley is cornerback royalty, but there is another guy in this draft that Dave doesn't like to talk about because, you know... He went to Cincinnati, and uh, he's got a nickname called Source. But Ahmad Gardner is 6'2", 188 pounds. Um, he didn't give... Did you know he didn't give up a touchdown last year? Because that's everything everyone says about he's him. Never got, he did not he never give got up a targeted. touchdown. The highest floor but of There's a reason you don't target someone. Yeah, a, because he, the guy on the other side's weak. Dave, the, the guy on Dave. the other side gave up about 30. Right. He, this guy, guy is a dominant press man corner. Okay, he will put you on an island like Darrell Revis that they had in days days gone by. Um, he is not injured. Like Derek Stingley's just come back from injury. So he ain't got that to worry about. And he will come in. He's got the right attitude. He is like a Jalen Ramsey type. Um, I've seen comps for Akib Tlaib, which I think is probably right on how he plays. But he's got that attitude that he knows he's good um, because he's backed it up. You, you can't not give up a touchdown all year and then be kind of meek and humble. He's a, you know, a Deion Sanders type, you know, but he's fun just what New York want and he is ready to go so I would be running to the podium if I was the Jets uh, management to say Ahmad Gardner cornerback I've still got another pick a couple of picks later that I can still get another quality player 
But when you're looking at the positions, edge rusher, I could I could have gone for Thibodeau, but I want to go for the, the best player in his position. And for me, that's Source Gardner right now. Ahmed Gardner, not Source. Sauce. 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 I like the fact that you invoke the name Darrell Revis. Um, I think Jets fans love themselves an island cornerback. Mm-hmm. I think very much like you do, Jim, that the Jets have spent so much money uh, on that O-line that there's no way on this planet they can put their fans through another high pick being on that O-line. Um, so, you know, I I think with the fourth pick in the draft, the New Jersey Jets will pick Ahmad Gardner, cornerback. Yeah. And I think the Jets fans will probably, from the sound of it, fall in love with him and call him Revis Island 2 or something. <laughs> probably. But, you know, the sequel. But there we go. Mm, so Excellent. It's a, it's a great pick. It's a great we've pick. got another one on the board. <laughs> it's all mine so far. <laughs> well, I've agreed with you on two of them. So. <laughs> yeah, that's we agree. It's two consensus picks. But... Ed Curry, Green Curry, right. mate. Carry on. <laughs> Onwards and upwards. So, fifth on the uh, rostrum will be the New York Giants. Now, Giants have a plethora of requirements, mm-hmm. but I think we all agree that probably offensive line, linebacker and edge rusher um, or D-line in general um, are probably their uh, main needs at the number five spot. So, uh, who are we? Five. Jim, you're going me? first. Yes. Well, it's falling right to my lap, hasn't it? You know, <laughs> you, you want offensive line help. You're going to get the best offensive player in the draft. Dave's just sung his praises. Evan Neal, two words, Alabama. This guy is blue chip, left tackle royalty. Before silly season, he was actually the number one consensus pick going into the draft. It was only when they started going about you know, edge rushers, edge rushers, um, that suddenly Evan Neal was taken out of the, the conversation, which is weird for me because actually the Jags need a bit more help on the offensive line. If I'm totally honest, I think they're, you know, they want to go back to Saxonville, but you know, they, they need some help on the line. Regardless, the Giants absolutely stink on the offensive line. Um, so Evan Neal is an absolute no brainer. There is no point going anywhere else right now. You want the best player in this position. It's Evan Neal. I disagree. For the Giants, because the Giants are picking in two picks, I would go Kayvon Thibodeau. The reason being is because there's two or three extremely good offensive linemen that will improve the Giants. Either way, whatever happens, there's two or three which will really improve them. And because they're picking in a couple of picks, and there's a good chance that the Panthers probably are not going to be picking another offensive lineman. So Evan Neal might end up still being there unless they trade it, but there's no trades in this one. So there's a good chance that the Giants are picking again at seven. So Evan Neal might still be there. And if not, you've still got a really good offensive lineman. Kayvon Thibodeau will not be there when they pick at seven. So I'm pitching you Kayvon Thibodeau. He has been for so long the consensus number one overall pick and it's only the fact that some people say he doesn't love football <laughs> not necessarily in a northern accent but i'm gonna stick with it nevertheless and he takes that is how he off. talks that is how he talks yeah, yeah. he's from uh, he's from california but I've talks seen like a northerner yeah. and um, yeah <laughs> i i see no reason why edge was one of one of the things that you mentioned as well and the giants absolutely needed edge help i mean I think we all played the Giants last season, all of us. Uh, I'm not sure about the Steelers, actually. I think you may have. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, 
they did not get anywhere near our quarterback last year. There's there's no there's yeah, they absolutely... didn't have to against us. We kept throwing them the ball, so <laughs> they were going three and out well, because they couldn't stop anyone from hitting their quarterback. That's yeah, why Daniel Jones was injured. In in all honesty, they consistently couldn't provide any kind of not even pass rush pressures they need help on the on the pass rush they need help and how how do you not go for Kayvon Thibodeau here rather than an offensive lineman when there's other when there's a plethora of linemen available we don't know what punk's picking well what punk has required for the the panthers i cannot I believe that you feel it absolutely the wrong way around and that actually the panthers are, are looking at offensive linemen at six to try and give whatever quarterback they've got there at the moment, Sam Donald, a chance to to throw the ball. I think they're absolutely going for O-line with the um, sixth pick. So you cannot wait for seven. You're still, they're not going to go for Kevin Thibodeau with the sixth pick. All right, they're going for quarterback or they're going offensive line, the Panthers. So you've got to take Evan Neal now and you can still get Thibodeau in two picks time. So that's what I'm saying is that actually O-line is the biggest thing. It's the last year for Daniel Jones before you either jettison him or give him a load of money, which he probably doesn't deserve. So you need to have no excuses for this guy. Um, you need to give him that O-line. Otherwise, you'll just be like worried, like, oh, do we let him go? We can't really say that we helped him out. What's the drop-off to the next O-lineman? I mean, the, there is a drop-off, but it's not significant. Not the next, no, the, it's not much at all. I mean, the next Lex O-lineman, Sticky Icky, mm-hmm. which is potentially the best nickname in the world. Um <laughs> But it, it I, the drop-off is not significant. The drop-off to the next pass rusher is it, the gap between Kayvon Thibodeau and the next pass rusher is more than the gap between Evan Neal and the, and the next offensive lineman, or even the next offensive lineman after that, Charles Cross. It, it feels like we're fighting over which one we're picking first out of these two for the Giants, but um, <laughs> it's up to you, Punk. I think like it, it probably is. Um, because of the drop-off and because there's more options on the lineman, I'm going to go with Thibodeau here. Okay. I think, you know, the Giants have a history of standout quality pass rushers. Honestly, I don't think it matters that he takes every 15th down off and so on and so forth. You know what I mean? But like I said, you know, he's the one player in this draft that I had heard of um, that I do know a little bit about. And I think he fits well with the Giants. So I think they make a bit of a splash and they take him here. Um so yeah, well done, Dave. You're on the board with a single pick. I mean, I've got three, so well, I'm taking the two consensus. I am My suggestions went on the board. All right. So up number six, picking next are the Carolina Panthers. Uh, their requirements that I've got down are actually slightly different from what Dave was talking about a minute ago, and I do have them needing an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. I also have them needing a wide receiver and a quarterback, possibly. <laughs> I'm glad yeah, that you right. said wide. Shoot for the said wide receiver. Um, I'm going to offer you Drake London. Um, now I had wide receiver in mind, but I thought it might be a bit rich. But as mm. you've said, wide receiver, I'm going to go with that, and I'm going to leave Evan Neal on the board. Otherwise, I've undermined myself significantly. Um, so Evan Neal is is still a brilliant pick, and I think that's probably where Jim's going to go. But I agree with that. But uh, uh, with um, Drake London. For me, he's the best wide receiver on this board. He's 6'5", massive, like big, big body. Creates separation through speed and uh, deceleration as well. Right running's okay. Not He's not special, but Jerry Judy was, and look what's happened to him. 
his 2021 season ended with a broken ankle after only eight games. Um, but up until that point, he was unmatched. Uh, he was unmatched in terms of his statistics. He won 19 out of 19 contested tackle uh, contested catches up to that point, and he still led. Uh, he sorry, uh, up to that point also had a thousand, almost 1,100 yards in those eight games. If you have no concerns over his broken ankle, he is a Julio Jones guy. And I can't remember the last time that the Panthers really had a scary wide receiver who you thought, you know, he's the guy. He's the guy who could absolutely ruin you. And how long ago was that? Well, he's scary. <laughs> how, long ago was, how long ago was Steve Smith? <laughs> so for me, it as you've got wide receiver um, up there, I, I'd go USC's. Drake London, and it's a phenomenal name as well. Uh, well, Drake London, great, great receiver. I'm not going to knock him, but you've got Evan Neal. My comp for him is Jason Peters. Need I say any more? Yeah, Jason Peters now, old and knackered. I'm joking. No, 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 no. Jason <laughs> Peters coming out. If it's Jason Peters now, then what the hell are we talking about? <laughs> still, still trying for a starting job. So, you know, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. it's an Alabama left tackle, punk. And you know that. There's not going to be an Evan Neal waiting for you in round four, which is the next pick you've got. So this has got to count. This has got to be a guy that's going to be there either for Sam Donald or whoever you bring in next season to be your franchise quarterback. I agree with everything Jim just said. Your choices for this is really, really simple. And I don't think this is a reflection on either of the way that we pitch it. You either go for a phenomenal wide receiver or a phenomenal lineman. And it's completely your call, whatever you prefer. I think after watching last season and the problems that the Panthers are having getting McCafferty going and that Darnold can't stay upright, has no time to throw the ball, whether Darnold's their guy or not, I think they have to give themselves a chance. A wide receiver doesn't necessarily give them a chance no. often enough. Um, well, you I say think- that, look what happened with Joe Burrow. There, yeah, but this having, is having, having a stud no, you wide receiver right. gives you, you that right. ability, gives there, you that playmaker. You, 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 you've basically got two choices as the Panthers. You can either go for the shiny, happy pick, or you can go for the foundational, steady, sensible pick. Um, I don't see the Panthers as the type of team to really go and make the flash pick. So I'm going to go with Evan Neal. And I think um, the Panthers say thank you very much. Considering they haven't got many more picks in the next three <laughs> rounds down is it, after this, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which might be might be another reason why it goes the other way. You know, this is the only one they've got, so they want to make a bit of a splash with it. But I I agree. If they pick Evan Neal, quarterback. Yeah, if they say Evan Neal, not in this draft. If they say Evan Neal, you say cool, makes perfect sense. If they say Drake London, you go cool, makes perfect sense. The one thing I will say is there's a good chance they're not starting Cam Irving at left tackle. So if they don't go for Evan Neal, they need to do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that one. So, yeah, Panthers Evan Neal to the Panthers. Back on the Giants. Back to They'll the Giants. So, seeing as we've gone Thibodeau, I'm just going to say to both of you, because we both know what the Giants are going to do here. We all know what the Giants can do here. They're going to go offensive line regardless. Yeah, yeah. By taking yeah. Thibodeau early, they're going offensive line. So, just both pitch me your best offensive lineman. Well, you want a, a tackle, I guess. And Ike Mekwanu is actually a better guard than he is a tackle. Um, if you want a guy that is and always has been a left tackle, then Charles Cross from Mississippi State 
um, is the guy to go for. He's 6'5", 305 pounds. He was a top 20 recruit out of high school, redshirted that first year. First team all conference selection in 2021. He allowed two sacks on 682 pass block snaps last year. He is Tristan Wirfs, basically. That's what you're getting as a left tackle prospect. So you've already got Kayvon Thibodeau. You might as well get one of the, the in my opinion, two premier um, left tackle pieces because Ike Kwanu is brilliant, but I think he is better as a guard than he is as a, a left guard than he is as a left tackle. He can, he can survive at left tackle, don't get me wrong, but I think you'll find his home at left guard and being a dominant uh, run blocker and someone that can help in the passing game as well. But Charles Cross is the, you know, if it wasn't forever Neil, it would be Charles Cross, basically. I don't see any way in which Sticky Icky is going to start a left guard. Um, well, you can say that. From, but... <laughs> no, I, I, I think he's a starting left tackle all day long. I think absolutely he's a starting left tackle. I don't, the, the reason he's not a guard, I think he's too big for a start. Um, his movement's too good. He's, he's just one of those guys, he's 6'4", 320. That's not guard material. Guard, you need to be a bit more, a bit quicker. I mean, without, I, you know, I, in terms of his uh, speed and his toughness and his frame, he's absolutely a left tackle. The biggest thing that people say, um, is his downfall is in the running game, but he still graded fifth overall in all um, draft, uh, sorry, in all tackles, not just draft eligible tackles in college football last year. So if your downside is the fact that you graded fifth overall in, in run blocking, I mean, th- that for me is a complete success. So no, I, let me just say is also, I'm a big Charles Cross fan. I don't think there's any downside between them. I think it depends on completely what you like, but both of them absolutely left tackles. Okay, so as the New York Giants, I'm sitting there looking at Daniel Jones saying, right, I need you to do something this season to prove to me that you're our franchise quarterback. Otherwise, I'm getting getting shut of you next season. So in order to do that, I'm definitely going to get you a left tackle. And I'm going to get you the biggest, nastiest left tackle that's going. Which so, is sticky, okay. give me, give me, Give me numbers again. Six five two three twenty. Did you say? So Iquano Iquano six four three twenty. Um, Charles Cross is six six five three oh five. So there's an inch in it and fifteen pounds. But um, just to say, both of them carry it well mm. and are still young guys. So don't be too worried about the size. And I'm saying that as supporting the bigger guy. So it it kind of depends on it depends on feel as much as anything. I mean. Evan Neal is a mammoth say without having seen them play. But. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought the numbers that you wanted was two sacks on 682 pass block attempts. Uh, you see, that's, that's, that's where I was coming to next was going to be, so you've got two sacks in 600-odd. How many sticky icky you got? No idea. I haven't got that to hand. I, Have we got I, that? I think, we haven't got those well, My comp from McConnell is collect your simile, but a bit better than that. So it's still, still very good. I think if I have to put a downside on him, he's too aggressive, so it'll overextend. And that's why I don't think he's a great uh, tackle. It's because what he sometimes did was try too hard to get hold of the pads. Um, quicker edge rushers would duck back. He would then have overextended, and then they can get around him. So there were times when he was getting stung uh, in that respect. I don't that, think That was so. the only downside. He's, he's an amazing player. I think he's one of the best linemen in the draft. He is probably the best... Well, he's one of the best inside linemen in the draft, but... I don't think he's the best tackle. 
I don't think he's an inside lineman. I genuinely don't see him playing inside lineman. I really don't. I think he'll, he'll go left tackle, he'll start left tackle, and he's good enough to push Andrew Thomas over to right tackle. Either way, both of them will instantly make the Giants better. Okay, you two know the players. Which one feels more like a solid Giants pick? Oh, if it's a, they'll go punter or something. I mean, <laughs> e- honestly, genuinely, either of them are fine. Yeah, either of them, either, are fine. either of them are absolutely fine. I said a while ago I wanted the Broncos at nine to pick Charles Cross, um, and I was worried he wasn't going to be there. I, I think he's well, definitely not going to be there for the Broncos at nine because the Broncos aren't picking at nine. So indeed, no. not anymore. <laughs> um, but no, either of these two guys absolutely fine. Okay. Um, the only the only thing I will say is if you want a bigger, scary guy. Sticky Icky is the bigger, bigger guy. Who's the best best in front of a camera? Mm. <laughs> right. In that case, I'm going Sticky Icky just oh. because I think the New York press Name's will love you. that nickname. Yep. It is the best nickname. I just think he's Never not as refined. He's not as refined Never mind as Charles Cross. I'm sorry. No, but he's powerful. And as I say, his I downside seems to be stopping the run. And he was the ranked the fifth best in all of college. I don't think he, he is. was. I don't think he was bad at stopping the run. Hmm. Or establishing the run, we should say. Yeah, he was great at run. knocking people over, you know. Yeah, but it's creating Done. holes. I mean, he's creating huge, great big chasms for people to run it's through. Done. So. It's done. Sticky, he, sticky, sticky, he's going. Um, yeah. He's going to the Giants. The New York mm-hmm. media is going to love him. He's going to be an absolute beast. Um, and because of that, that puts the Atlanta Falcons on the clock. Now, I mean, you two saying there's nothing to pick between them. I'm very tempted here just to... Okay. So the positions we have for the Falcons are quarterback, offensive line, wide receiver. I've also got defensive line and cornerback as backup positions because the Falcons, let's be honest, need an awful lot of everything. Mm. Um, but I think QB, O-line and wide receiver are probably their initial initial issues. I ask you a question, Punk. How do you feel about your number one wide receiver being Ola Mikidi Zacchaeus at the moment? <laughs> Stop wasting my time and pick Drake London, will you? Oh, God. Well, I thought it was Carl Pitts. You had what was well, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Before we say anything about um, let's pick a wide receiver, just from my point of view, uh, are we aware of any talk of a Falcons quarterback? Who is the Falcons quarterback? Marcus, Marcus Mariota. Mariota. It is still Marcus <laughs> Mariota. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's still. Yeah. Mm. It, the, the problem we've got here, Punk, is that Whoever you're, if you're going to pick a quarterback in this draft, you're reaching and you can't start any of them. You could maybe start Kenny Someone Pickett if you second. believe in him, but you can't. But we're not starting him, Dave. So let's keep up. That, the, that's the problem. And waste of a pick. It's not, not if it works so, out. So should I just take it out of your hands then and say Listen. that Charles Cross is going to go to the Falcons to help no, protect because Marcus Mariota? At the moment, there's three first-round picks on that offensive line. Jake Matthews, Chris Lindstrom, Caleb McGarry. They're both. Mm. They're all first-round picks. The True. offensive line is not the problem. And Marcus Mario, I'm not his biggest fan. He can move. Yeah, he can. He's, he's not a guy who's going to stand there like Sam Donald and take a hit to the face. He can move. I'm not worried about offensive line or Matt Ryan. I'm not worried about it. It doesn't bother me. That's no. not a requirement in the first round when they're picking eighth overall. Olamide Zacchaeus is the issue. Or Damier Bird, uh, or Kaderil Hodge, 
That's the other options there at starting wide receiver. Now you're getting me tits going. <laughs> Frank Darby. I mean, Calvin Ridley suspended for the entire season, isn't he, basically? Yeah. Having a 10,000. I'd rather have AJ Darby. Come on. No, I think, from, I think wide receiver is think, the issue here, Punk. I think Drake London is the best wide receiver, and, and I've already given my spiel on him. So, yep. yeah, let, I, I stayed out of that. Um, do you know who he is, Punk? Do you know who Drake London is? Well, Anquan no, Bolden. he's not playing in the NFL he's, yet. He's Anquan Bolden. He is absolutely Anquan Bolden. He is the possession Leo receiver. 70-30 is a 50-50 ball for him, basically. But he's not fast enough to get any sort of separation. So he needs that um, contestable catch stat no, to work he, out in his favour. So, so in theory, he needs a quarterback that can move around a bit and create time for him. Well, he'll bail but out his, quarterbacks more than the... You know, Can I just say he those, he's, he's the guy in the red zone that will get the touchdown? Basically, he's kind of a hybrid. He creates separation. Kind of he creates separation through movement. It's not necessarily speed. It's movement. It's not that's, that's one of the like. things. Mm, no, because he's six no, five. He's, he's, so and he's good. No, but I mean creating through movement, <laughs> but not I, speed. I wouldn't. Not I wouldn't say the, the point. He's Anquan Bolden. The point you made though. The point you made, okay. though, of, okay, he needs a quarterback who can move. Don't even worry about that because Marcus Mariota is not long-term. So don't be tying the two of them together. Don't don't worry about that comp of Mariota can move and therefore we're going to go and get that wide receiver. Don't worry about that too much. For me, I think at this point you take the best wide receiver and he's, I think that's Drake London. He's not the best wide receiver, in, in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinion, he is not the best so wide receiver. Is? Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State is no. consensus the best wide receiver. Six foot. He is consensus the best wide receiver. The, the comp from his is Stephon Diggs. This guy gets open all the time time he has got the speed that drake london only dreams of and he still catches the ball he is still an elite wide receiver and i would well i, I couldn't believe it if the falcons didn't go for the, this kind of guy he's just like carl pitts really you, you want a, you want an established number one wide receiver coming straight in then you want garrett wilson because the comp for him is is stefan diggs so the comp that people have made for him means that you should go for him because he's better than the and comp Bolden, who is the comp I've made. <laughs> yeah, I mean to to be when fair, him, that's what I see. I love Anquan Bolden as a as a receiver. Brilliant. You know, he's 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 one of those real pick him at nine, yeah, bruiser receivers that you're just not gonna, n- never gonna let you down. Right. We'll never let the team down. If you're talking Stefan Diggs, you might have him for four years and then he'll throw his toys out of the pram and end up in some cold city somewhere. <laughs> you, know, uh, so, you know JJ you know, Arcega, style, not the attitude. You know JJ Arcega Whiteside? Attitude is as much a part of the picking process as anything else. Well, he's JJ Arcega Whiteside's comp. JJ Arcega Whiteside's comp was Chris Goodwin. Don't always listen to comps. Yeah. Same. Just same. So, so we're trying to make so it we, easy for Punk to understand what the player is. So a comp helps in, immeasurably because Punk is not knows A comp does help me because I can I can relate them to that play style. To a certain degree. No, no, really? but it's oh, more about the play style. So yeah. you know, if you tell me a Stefan Diggs, I know ex- immediately what type of receiver that is. If you tell me an Anquan Bolden, I know exactly what type of receiver that is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with a moving... I think that the Falcons may get influenced by what happened to the Bengals last year. And I think they may think, oh, hang on a minute. If we get a really, really proper number one receiver, um, then Mariota might be might be able to do something for us. So for that reason, 
And that reason alone, I'm going to go with a wide receiver by the name of Garrett Wilson. Cha-ching! Crazy. That means he's still available. And Anquan, and Anquan Bolden is great if I mm. pick him up at about number 20. Great, not eight. If, yeah. if Yeah, if I'm picking at eight, I want a Stefan Diggs. Yeah. A guy that just went for so much money. Madness. Madness. Uh, Seahawks, right? What are we going for here, Punk? Yes, number nine, Seahawks on the board. So I've got a list of four. Mm. I could have been a lot more. <laughs> um, I narrowed it down to a quarterback, some edge rush, a cornerback, and anything pretty much on the offensive line. But a tackle would be really, really nice. Mm. I'm I'm going first on this one. <laughs> uh, yes, odd number. I, I know there's Charles Cross there, but I can't get past the fact that they've got uh, Drew Locke throwing the ball there this season. Um, I think they're just stupid enough to go for a quarterback in this pick. They may feel that there's other others trying to come up. So I'm going to pitch you Kenny Pickett, the Pittsburgh yeah, quarterback. Don't forget, just just before you go into any 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 yeah, yeah. depth at all. Don't forget, this is me picking, not them I picking. I know. Still, so them being are, lunatics the, might not equate to me being your, a lunatic. You've had your pants pulled down basically by the Denver Broncos um, because you've lost Russell Wilson. Say what you like, but at the end of the day, you've lost him, and you need to do something to kind of claw back some. Uh, some cash with the the Seahawks fans, so starting a season with with Drew Lock is not acceptable, basically. Um, so out of the players that are available, out of the quarterbacks that are available, now that Malik Willis is off the board, Kenny Pickett is the oldest. He's twenty four years old, so he's had the most experience. Um, he's accurate. He is a, he's the best kind of all round. He's the he's the most likely to start now, quarterback in this very thin class. Um, he's used to the kind of inclement weather of the north uh yeah he's just got the right mentality to play the game um there are some drawbacks to him there are going to be because he's not going number one overall uh but i think he is potentially better than drew lock who was a second round pick and looks every inch of a third round pick okay let me ask you a question jim do you believe everything you just said (laughs) yeah yeah, you really do. I only tell you facts. Okay. Um, so, Punk, last year, uh, Kenny Pickett got 42 touchdowns in 13 games. That's pretty impressive, right? That is, yeah. The year before, he played, he, played nine, the year before he played nine games. In those nine games, he got 13 touchdowns nine and nine interceptions on the back of that. that he had a good fault. season. He had a good season. That's all he had. <laughs> well, is he that's better what than you Drew want. Luck? What, hang is on. he better than Drew Luck? What about Joe Burrow? What was his season like before his last one for LSU? Okay, his last season for LSU was all conquering. Anyone, t- you cannot compare Kenny Pickett. Even one you, good season. Jim, one good season. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just pick Charles Cross <laughs> and do what? Just don't pick Desmond block, Riddle. Block for six please. seconds until, we th- until the ball goes thrown out of no. bounds. No. And what you do is then, what you do is then, you go and get someone who's better than Drew Lark. Go and get a Baker Mayfield. Go and get someone else. Kenny Pickett will still be available at the start of the second round, mate. 
He just will. I'm sorry. You can't pick no, Kenny yeah. Pickett at nine. You've got, I think, of the Seahawks got another first rounder? I'm not sure. I know they gave it away, didn't they? For, for, um, no, Jamal they've Adams. only got the one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they've got the one first round. Second, uh, in the second round, they are, they've got a couple of picks in the second round. Pick up a quarterback with that. I mean, Kenny Pickett's not the guy. He won't He's just be not there. the guy. He won't be there at that point. You want to get Someone a quarterback, you've got to get him now. No, I'm Who, sorry. You're pitching Charles Cross then as the alternative. Okay. These these are the amount of touchdowns he's got in his starting. So four, in 2018, right? 14 games, 12 touchdowns. 12, 12 games, 13 touchdowns. Nine games, 13 touchdowns. He's had one good season. It doesn't scream first-run quarterback. It doesn't really scream NFL quarterback to me. I... Charles Cross is the obvious choice. I'm sorry. You either grow, go with Greg Island at left tackle or you go with Charles Cross. It's your choice. Look, I mean, there are NFL quarterbacks that go periods of time and games without getting a touchdown, let alone one touchdown a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but I think for a quarterback to have had one good season, it's iffy Joe just whether you'd pick him. What? 2018, 13 games, 16 touchdowns. 2019, 15 games, 60 touchdowns. Yeah, and it was more than one a game for Kenny Pickett in in his last year. Excellent, excellent. The two before that was five games, over two touchdowns, and then zero touchdowns in five games. Yeah, but the the problem is, the problem is, Joe Burrow's first season, his first season... Was in 2020 when he played not when he played 10 games and 13 touchdowns. That was his first season. As you've mentioned, as you've mentioned, Kenny Pickett. This he's already old enough. You know, this was his fourth <laughs> year where he got 13 touchdowns. Don't you can't make that comparison. You're the one that talks about he only having one good season. And, I'm telling you. And Joe Joe Burrow plays enough. in the SEC. Joe Burrow plays in the SEC. He doesn't play in Don't you know, the Pittsburgh high school Panthers. regional league of Pittsburgh. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> You didn't even say that on a straight face. <laughs> right. Okay. 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 Just hang on. Charles hang on. Cross again. So, what? So, the Seahawks have history of actually being able to pick up quarterbacks later rounds and turning them into something. So, I don't Once. think they're going to panic with the fact that they've got a very dodgy quarterback at the minute. And they also could go out and get a Baker or someone like that. Yeah. With that being said, I think Charles Cross is the pick here. I think it's the sensible pick. I think, I think it's it. the Seahawks. The Seahawks have to be in rebuild yeah, mode. And <laughs> I think I think they rebuild with a sensible foundation. So I'm going with Charles. They Cross. are terrible at drafting. Anything. They I don't care. The Seahawks can't draft well. We know this. All right. They just they something happens with them and they're holding on to draft picks. Just throw them away. That's great. It's my pick. Get over it. It's Charles Cross. <laughs> all right. Right back to the New York, New Jersey Jets, mm. uh, Dave. You're you're going to be up yep, first. So your your so, picks were just to remind source. you. Uh, the the uh, pick at number four was a Mark Gardner, mm. uh, the cornerback. So what we have left for the Jets in our first round position groups are linebacker and wide receiver. Okay, on this occasion, then I give you one of two players, either Drake London, who I've pitched to you before, so I'm not going to say much on that again, or Devin Lloyd, who I gave you to take second overall. Um, Now, it's not fashionable to give you two players overall, but they both are filled the need that you want. So I'm going to leave it as those two. 
Fair enough. Either <laughs> both of them are players that I've given you, and it, I, I, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a bit of a shit house move, and I know, and I apologise. Mm, mm. But both of them are players who I've pitched and fit you perfectly. So I'm not just going to say pick this one, pick that one, because it would just it would be one, one of those two that. would fill the position of need. A hundred percent. Absolutely. You've named players, Jim. and they play in those positions. Over yeah, to you so, then. Uh, well, you, you could obviously. Have, it, it depends what you want from your receiver, Punk. What do you want? Do you want blazing speed, or do you want the uh, safety oh, of Aaron Get me a thousand yards and fifteen touchdowns every game. Oh Jesus! Uh, every, every, every game. game. <laughs> every game. Every game. Every Even single Jerry game. Rice had trouble with that. Uh, well, I mean, there are faster receivers in this draft that we could we could talk about. There are first round receivers in this draft we could talk about. I'm not mad with picking Drake London here. If you want to do that. Um, very safe pair of hands for um, for Zach Wilson to throw at. They've got other wide I think it, Elijah Moore didn't really pop out this season, but hopefully next year he'll... Uh, I mean, he's very quick, so... I think the more you can help your franchise quarterback, the better. Yeah. Um, I think the consensus pick needs to be Drake London at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it makes sense that the Jets do, do give him someone else to to be able to throw the ball to. Like you said, Moore didn't set the world on fire last year, but that could just be the settling in period and he might be better this year. So, you know, actually taking a bit of pressure off and having that that almost safety valve and Bolden style receiver, I think actually would fit the Jets really well at this moment in time. Um, the, the one thing I would say is you've got Washington coming next. We're probably going to need a wide receiver as well, so it makes sense to get in there and get your guy first as well. Mm-hmm. That's that's very, very true. Um, so, yeah, with the 10th pick, the New Jersey Jets will pick Drake London, wide they receiver. Should, they should change it to New Jersey, right? They absolutely should. They should. I mean, I, I always call New Jersey anyway. Yeah. But, you know. You could, in theory, call the Giants New Jersey as well. No one in no one in New Actually, Jersey they should the Giants. <laughs> they should be San Francisco, but yeah. <laughs> okay, right on, onwards and upwards. Mm-hmm. So uh, the eleventh pick in the draft goes to the Washington Commanders. Um, I've actually got four positions for them currently. I've got quarterback, linebacker, offensive line, and wide receiver. So okay, that one more time, please. Quarterback. Quarterback, linebacker, offensive line, and wide receiver. Wow, okay. I would have said cornerback as well. I mean, we've still you can got go Derek cornerback Stingley, as well, if you want. I'd, I'd love to pitch Derek Stingley to you right now because I know the Vikings desperately need him. <laughs> That's the kind of uh, house move that someone will do to take it away from Minnesota. Um, it, okay, if we're not pitching Derek Stingley... Um, well, he's available on the board. I mean, yeah. the comfort Derek Stingley. I mean, they're, is, they're... as far as I can see, Marshawn Lattimore. I mean, in terms of the movement and the playability, so, so he is there... he's available consistently. There is always points within the draft where you do get teams that just go, "Here's the best player available. Yeah. Let's just take him," regardless of what their position of need is. Yeah. Now, if if you guys are going to pitch to me that Stingley is one of those players that you just take him if he's there at this position. I would have taken him one. He, he's dropped down probably far enough, as, as far as I can mm. see. We, we haven't really talked about cornerback too much. There is another first-round cornerback, in my opinion, in this draft, but he and Derek Stingley. Um, 
you are putting all of your your eggs into the 2019 basket that he played in because after that he was either injured or that team as we know was decimated because they all went into the NFL so he was left on his own basically the talent wasn't around him um they sacked their head coach so it wasn't the best situation for him no one really talks about the other things that went on on the pitch for Derek Stingley they just talk about his production fell off well there are there are reasons for that you know and as Dave mentioned, he did have a Liz Frank injury. He did fully practice a couple of weeks ago. So he was f- pretty much full speed. He ran, what was it? It was like a four, low 4-4, four, 40-yard four, dash, um, which obviously helps. He's the most natural corner in this draft. and He's the most you know, natural I, corner I, in I the comped, NFL. I um, Stefan Gilmore to him, basically. You want that guy that is just absolute royalty at the cornerback position. You're scared to play against this guy. That's what he can be. That's what he can be. If he's fully healthy and in the right scheme. Um, So obviously Ron Rivera is not bad to be playing with. He knows the important thing. The important thing with him is you never have to play nickel defense with him on the field. No. Because they'll just shut down half the field yeah. straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah done. They won't bother looking that yeah. way. I mean, the only way you're going to have to play nickel is because your other, your your main, the guy you're playing against, the main wide receiver is going to go and play on the other cornerback, and you might have to put an extra man on him. Um, but ultimately, no, he's he's going to be a great player for five years, and then you're going to have to give him a monster deal. But it's the injuries. So in that case, then um, at number twelve, the Minnesota Vikings will pick. The player that actually was pitched in the position that I asked for. So Trent McDuffie, cornerback. Cha-ching. <laughs> it's a great pick. It is a great pick. And, you know, if you miss out on Derek Stingley, you know, you take the sting out of that by taking Trent McDuffie. And it makes sense. If, if Stingley's just gone off the board in front of you, then, you know, you take the next next available because it's still your position of need. The drop-off between the two of them is significant if they're both fit. That seems to be the if, though, doesn't it? Is like if, I said, if you're, still, you're still drafting basically Javius White as a, as a cornerback there, so... You're yeah. not. <laughs> right. Texans. Right. Lucky 13. So, Houston Texans. That's me, isn't it? Now, um, this is... Yes, you're up first, Jim. Um, however, we're back to the old, it's Houston. So best position available. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Best player oh. on the board. Who is God, it? I don't know. Uh, well, who have we got? Let's just have a look at my board. So at three, the Texans picked up Hutchinson. Right. So edge is basically done. So uh, you can tick that off. Anywhere else so on the field problems. is a position of need. So, best player on the board, in theory. I mean, in theory, someone's going to pull the trigger on Kyle Hamilton. And there's no reason why, because they've lost Justin Reed, the Houston Texans won't pick up someone who they think is going to be the replacement. He's not, in my opinion. Um, But 6'4", 220, and uh, can cover off any big tight ends that the uh, AFC South might be able to find. So, there you go. Uh, Kyle Hamilton. Notre Dame. Okay, so I would also quite happily choose Carl Hamilton because I think they need a safety. Um, Best player on my board remaining is Devin Lloyd, who I mentioned um, going second overall to the Lions. Um, I think. Wouldn't keep saying that. 
<laughs> Hopefully, people have forgotten by this point. No, just because just because you've decided it's not a good thing to do, Jim. No one means to say it's not going to happen. I think it was me that decided it wasn't a good thing to do. (laughs) Oh, both of you. Um, And just because it just because someone goes second overall or doesn't doesn't make them a good or bad player. Mm -hmm. Um, I either of them are absolutely fine. I think they need a safety. Um, Carl Hamilton's the best safety. They could also do with linebacker help, and Devin Lloyd's the best linebacker help. So for me, take your pick. What do you want? Uh, well, for me personally, I always prefer a linebacker to a safety. Um, whether the Texans will or not, I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, Hamilton loves the box, just letting you know. Yeah, he doesn't like He's, staying back. Uh, I'm just well, no, the merciless Houston. Yeah, no, the Texans do have a bit of a history with with that type of player. So pushing, yeah. Let's 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 go let's go with uh, Devin Lloyd. There we go, linebacker. It's, the benefit it's with the benefit with is Look. not the benefit with Devin Lloyd is the fact that he can fit about five different roles, and whichever defense he goes into, he'll be able to play that role. You can play him in the absolute pass rush, or you can sit him off slightly. He got four interceptions last year at middle linebacker in college, which doesn't normally happen. He's to great. me, he, he feels like an every down player. So, one hundred percent, it's exactly something that that the Texans need. So, I think I think we'll go with we'll go with Lloyd at that point. Okay, and just hope we sell a lot of jerseys. <laughs> right, fourteen. Oh dear me, good job, Jim's going second. I think. So the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens are ready to go here, don't worry. <laughs> Baltimore Ravens. I've actually put four in for them. Actually, I've got five Ooh. in their list. Ooh, I've got five. Do you want all five or do you want me to just pick the main three? Pick the main three. Or give us a priority. Okay, list, so the main three I've got for them are cornerback, defensive line, and wide receiver. I'm glad you said wide receiver. Um, so I I think they they still struggle at wide receiver i think they are a team that they need their wide receivers need as much help as their as their quarterback does um because i think they they can struggle sometimes getting the ball to them so i get a guy who can play in the slot and is probably the best route runner in this entire draft he's one of the most consistent downhill threats um 13 out of 65 catches last year ended in scores chris alave um 6-1 ohio state 188 just a polished player. Chris Olave is great. He is a wide receiver too, all day, all day. Um, I'm, I, I don't think there's any point by getting a wide receiver because he's going to throw it to him. What I like and what the Ravens like are edge pressure. Always edge pressure. They brought back Claire's Campbell, so you don't want a defensive interior. Um, there are still other edge rushers that are first round quality punk. Um, the problem is that they've had injuries. Or at least this one that I'm thinking of has had injuries. Um, and that is David Ajabo from Michigan. Okay. Uh, what have we got? 6'5", 250 pounds. He had an Achilles injury on his pro day. Um, but he wins with length, with bend around the edge. Um, he ne- ne- needs to learn a couple more moves, like maybe a rip move or a ball rush or something. But he's got the most potential of any edge player outside of Kayvon Thibodeau in this draft. Um, my comp for him is Robert Quinn. And he's the 
perfect kind of raven. He's the kind of guy they go for. They don't mind if a player's been injured. They look at the potential, the upside, and I think that uh, David Ajabo is that guy. You're going to waste your pick on a wide receiver because Lamar might even be there to not throw at him. Yeah, so you get a quarterback who can throw him the ball. What's wrong with that? They haven't got one there at the moment. Jim, this is this is you trolling Baltimore in a big way. What you're what you're Absolutely doing is picking not. a jobo, a guy who's played 26 career snaps before his final senior year. Career snaps 26 before his career, last year. Career and then snaps. what did he do last year at Michigan? He's played one year. You know my feelings oh, on players with one go. year. You know my play. He's played one season. That's it. He's look what he did in that freak. season. He's Dave, a you stop doing this? I will give you that. Well, I'm sorry. So far, my record stands off. out that it's pretty good. Yes, you are. What? He's a wide receiver too. He's yeah, not... well, what's wrong with being a wide receiver too? Chris, Chris Alave will come in and Robin potentially sometimes. be the wide receiver one. He's not. Uh, you also need a Batman sunshine. Yes. <laughs> if you've got a Listen, Batman, you need a the Robin sometimes. If, if you're asking me to pick a pick up a guy who's literally, literally had one season, I can't do it. That's, that's my opinion. I'm allowed an opinion, Jim. I'm not slagging you off. I'm just saying I'm allowed an opinion. And he's had literally one season. Not one good season. Literally one season. That's it. One great now, season. You can look at that, that wasn't in, good. You can look at that in one way. You can look at that in one way and say, well, you know, that season was brilliant. And, you know, therefore, what could he do with five seasons? Or you can say, still a bit risky. So I, I guess it's probably anyone. lucky that you're not picking then, Dave, and I am. So, mm-hmm. um, however... I do think that after last season and the problems that the Ravens were having scoring points, they probably go offensive side of the ball here. So I'm going to go with Dave's pick of Chris Alave, uh, wide receiver. And hopefully um, that Jackson will actually be able to get the ball to him. It will give him more options, give him more ability to, seeing as he's got Brown on the other side. They always say every time they try and give him a bloody player. the, pr- the problem I have with the Ravens is that they always, with their wide receivers, they always try and go deep. They don't have anyone that just runs a 10-yard slot. You know what I mean? And, and that's and the thing, Chris Alave is, will get you space in the centre. will get you a space between the numbers. And that's that, to me, is is something that the Ravens definitely need. So, yep, Chris Alave to the Baltimore Ravens at number 14. Number 15... The Philadelphia Eagles, uh, first of, is it two, three picks? Yes, two, two isn't they it? First of away. two picks. So we'll have one next year. So, uh, three positions of need. Cornerback, linebacker, and safety. Oh, uh, can't I give a wide receiver in there? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, well, there's no, we've, there's no we've got a nice young first round quality. Um, well, I'll tell you what then. Wait, what did you say? Linebacker no and safety. Like linebacker said, we've and had safety. the one linebacker out of it now, so, so, we can't, so can't what we'll what we'll do then, because there are a lack of positional players left, mm-hmm. we'll go wide receiver and safety. You. Just just want to put it out there, okay? Because we still got the fastest receiver left on the board out of Alabama. Yeah, but the Raiders aren't picking in the first round, so speed <laughs> means nothing <laughs> exactly. anymore. Someone's got to pick him. Uh, Jamison Williams, okay, 6'2", 189 pounds, the quickest wide receiver in this draft. He's got a really high ceiling as well. He came off a torn ACL, but averaged just under 20 yards a catch last season. So this boy is mustard. Um, my comp from is Deshaun Jackson, 
who we know the Eagles like Deshaun Jackson. So if you can get him again, um, you're laughing. He went to Alabama. He's no slouch. So that would be my pick for uh, a guy that played at Alabama in Jalen Hurts. He knows Jamison Williams. Um, you want that kind of instant chemistry, you'll get it. And you'll get a guy that can stretch the field. Yep, I agree. 100%. Everything Jim's just said. That that relationship already exists. They know each other. They know each other's games. They've been around each other. He's the best deep threat in the class. The ACL doesn't bother me. Um, yeah, absolutely. Jameson Williams all day. Consensus pick number four. What is going on? <laughs> it's honestly... It, Sometimes this, it's just the this, right move, isn't it? This just is the right the, player at the right if team they, at the right if position. If they don't pick it, it's an absolute bum. I don't understand how... If if Jameson Williams is still there at this point, they have to pick him unless something has massively shown up in, in one of his medicals. Well, the problem is the Saints will take him. If, if this was how they're actually going to line up on the night and there's no movement, yeah. then they would take Jameson Williams and then you're stuffed because... He's not there when you see your second pick. I I think now these these next few picks, these next six or seven picks coming up are all the ones that are going to definitely be moving around on the actual night themselves. Um, Whether it's one or two of these teams trying to jump up or, you know, teams coming back down or this is not going to be the same at this point, I don't think. Saints is the weirdest for me because they've got two picks in no man's land. They must be trying to, package those together to move up into the top five to jump up somewhere apparently yeah. not i mean all the word on the street unless it's you know unless they're hiding it pretty well but the word on the street is that they're not trying to but then you know what are they well, moving I, up for that's the thing i'd be amazed if the saints aren't trying to they move have up to somewhere. i agree they have to it's it's insanity but it's insanity to make the move that they did yeah they've already uh messed up the bed haven't they so they might as well go all in yeah um, well to put it into perspective right so each each pick has got a, a value ne- associated with it that was come up by uh, Jimmy Johnson. That's right. So they they moved from um, I think it was 18 overall with the Eagles, which has a value of 900 points and they moved up to 16 which has a value of 1,000 points. Mm-hmm. It doesn't doesn't give you any great benefit when you're jumping up as high as you want to. And the difference between going from fourth, for example, to fifth is literally only 100 points when you can, all you can do, all you have to do is package an extra fourth rounder and it'll give you that. It, it doesn't make sense what they've done. It, it doesn't make any sense. But. I, I, I kind of agree with Jim. I think they are targeting one player specifically. And I think on draft night, they're going to package everything together and jump up somewhere in that top 10. I, I yeah, think I, the Saints, I, but I, think I don't know are. who it's for. I agree. So. I think they are. I just don't think they needed to. I don't think they needed to make the trade they've just made in order to do it. I think yeah. it's still been on the table. The rumour is a left tackle. They don't think they're that far away, which is insane. But that's, you know, if you're inside the building, you probably don't see how bad it is. So <laughs> they'll replace Ramcheck, basically. Okay. So anyway, Ramchick's moving on. Ramchick's we are on the Saints sorry. at number 16. Armstead, so we've gone, uh, what I've got here is offensive tackle, wide receiver, and quarterback. Mm. Is it me? Yeah. Uh, it's Dave. Yeah. Number 16. Evens. Um, offensive tackle, wide receiver, and quarterback, you say? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, they, they've got so much that they need. I don't think they just need no. one player. I think they kind of go best on the board. Um, if Jim, I don't do you was... ag- two seconds, do you agree that it, at this point the Saints might just go best on the board? Um, they might just take a quarterback if one fell to them here. 
I, yeah. Not that I think they technically it. need it. I mean, you know, they've got what four or five quarterbacks in there at the moment. I don't know. Um, and they seem to be giving James about half their quarterbacks the are running backs, aren't they? But yeah, that's true. And tight ends. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to name a quarterback, I mean, I could name a, a Pittsburgh quarterback that's uh, available at, <laughs> at 16 in uh, Kenny Pickett. He might go. He might go. It's the I mean, kind of mad thing the Saints might do, isn't it? But if you especially if they've got another pick in a few. Well, let's 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 talk this through then. So let's put Kenny Pickett in the mix. Dave, who's your best on the board right now? Right now, Carl uh, Hamilton. But we've spoken about him. They're not going safety yeah. here, so I'll go N'Kobe Dean. Um, N'Kobe Dean's Georgia. He's part of that Georgia front seven, and uh, he is essentially the best linebacker left. I think he's massively underrated by some people, overrated by some, uh, underrated and overrated by mm-hmm. some. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of the guys who will go fifth or 25th. Um, it just depends on what you like. He's my best player on the board. I don't think the Saints need a linebacker. Not overly. Uh, Jim, no. what would your best player on the board be? I'd probably pick a wide receiver right now. There are still so many good ones. Um but Who's again, what receiver you've got on the board, just out of interest. I'll tell you who mine is as well. George Pickens. George Pickens. Mine's actually Sky Moore. But mm, I, I think he's a second round guy, Sky Moore. But um, yeah, I think he'll go in the second round. But I'd like, I like him, and I'd pick <laughs> this, him in the first. This is so hard because the Saints. How do you read this team? You said you yeah. had a quarterback or an offensive lineman or a wide receiver. I can pitch you any of them. Um, we've got people available. It's whether they really want to take that one or not. You know, like I said, Kenny Pickett is the most pro-ready of all the quarterbacks. He's also the oldest of all the quarterbacks that are available at 24. Um, you've got some still elite wide receiver talent out there. George Pickens, um, Sky Moore, you could put in there. Christian Watson, another one. Traylon Burks, we haven't talked about yet. Um, Jahan Dotson. They're all players that have been picked uh, in the first round in mock drafts. Um and an offensive line, there are still interior offensive line guys like Zion Johnson um, that we haven't gone through yet. So I just don't know what the hell they're doing. So it's kind of up to you, Pop, problem, what, you, problem, what you're going to take. And we haven't really talked the about The problem with this players, where, but... where we are is because it's really difficult to pick for the Saints because the Saints have obviously got something in mind, some kind of big move in mind. It's just yeah. difficult to figure out what the hell it is. Mm. So it's really difficult to say, okay, they've done this because, because I mean... Someone like Jordan Davis, who's a defensive interior, who is very good, very, very good. There's no way they've moved up in order to pick him. So, oh, no. kind of like how how do you pick how do you pick him at 16 when they've made a move for it? It right. doesn't make sense. Let, let me so make it easy really for you then, Punk. Let me just pick um, you, George, George Pickens. Then, okay, Georgia wide receiver, six three, two hundred pounds. Um, he had an ACL tear, so he missed most of last year, which is why no one's talking about him. Because if he hadn't had that ACL tear, he would have another good year of production. Um, great vertical separation. Think AJ Green without the drops. And that's basically what you're getting here is an, an, huge. A, a beautiful wide receiver. He, yeah, I'm sold. He would, he would have done it. He would have gone into the top 10 consideration if he hadn't got that injury last year. But he's, he's through I'm it sold. now. So. I'm sold. AJ Green without the drops is a receiver worth having. Mm-hmm. The Saints definitely need receivers. I mean, if Michael, <laughs> Michael Thomas, Thomas turns up, he's then, gone. you know, you might have something there, but apart from that, you've got absolutely nothing. So I think even though you've got, you know, your four 
quarterbacks, you probably really want to look at one for the future, possibly, maybe. Especially if, if one fell to you there. But yeah. If if one falls to you, then maybe, but I think I think wide receiver is probably the pick to go with. Um, so yeah, Pickens off the board at sixteen for the Saints. One thing and I will it. say, we're halfway through. I've mm. just googled it, and uh, his draft comp is Josh Reynolds. So you know, Josh AJ Reynolds. Green, Osh- Josh AJ Green, or Josh Reynolds. So whatever no you way. Prefer. Well, whatever that's, you prefer. that's because they looked at in the year of, of not playing. <laughs> must be, <laughs> must be. Right, second half, chaps. So, number 17, your California Chargers. Yeah, I nearly said San Diego. That's me, isn't it? Um, California Chargers. So, for California, I've got cornerback, wide receiver, or offensive line as the main needs. Okay. Um, Jim, you're up. mm, mm. There are, again, there are still some wide receivers out there. I, I don't know if that's what I technically go for. Let me just check my board quickly. I don't want to pitch that guy. Let's try another one. One second. So while we're waiting for Jim to check his board, because he obviously hasn't been keeping. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, okay, okay. And... I got one. I got one. Um, I'm going to pitch you a guard. A um, guard. That sounds good. <laughs> yep, yeah, a guard. We haven't pitched a guard yet. Well, apart from hasn't been a guard. <laughs> I'm going to pitch you um, probably the best interior offensive lineman in this draft. That's Kenyon Green from Texas A&M. He's 6'4", 325 pounds. Um, he played across the line, which is obviously a, a benefit, but he's perfect at guard. He's the most naturally gifted uh, lineman in this class, in, interior guy in this class. He's got potential to go even higher. Um, my comp from is Elgton Jenkins at Green Bay, um, I mean, who, again, is a brilliant guard, but asked to fill in across the line and can do it. So we know that there are injuries. We know there are problems with that line in uh, in LA. So why not get the best one there at your left guard position? Kenyon Green. You've just lost Lake and Tomlinson as well. So there's an instant replacement and probably upgrade. I think I agree that they could probably do with some help on the offensive line. Um, but I think stopping the run is the biggest issue. And I see no reason not to bring in Jordan Davis, who is the best run stopper in this draft and in almost any draft for the past four or five years. I think his ability to be able to stop the run is a key asset to the Chargers. I'm going to say California Chargers again, um, which they should so change their name. Um, and, you know, I mean, Punk, you've seen them. How many years have you just been able to run the ball straight down their throat time after third and eight? Doesn't matter. Run it and you'll get a first down. And Jordan Davis, I really hope they don't draft Jordan Davis because he will help them shore up the middle. Yeah, absolutely. I think right. I think if, if 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 they if they draft a space eater, then, you know, that that defense becomes seriously legit. Jordan so, Davis, just just for the sake of it, is 6'6", 340, and fast. Even though he's 340, he's there to stop the run. Who's the fella for the um, uh, fella for the Rams who was doing it in the Super Bowl? If he's like, and the, one of the commentators said, if he's on the field, just don't run it. What's the point? It, it's that kind of movement in college where he's been doing that, where it's just like, he's on the field, don't run it. And then the back sort of defensive backs come in. You play a nickel because you can drop a man out of the box for him. He just opens the field up, which is... A, interior defensive lineman not many guys can do however i do like an offensive guard 
being pitched to help keep that Asian Robinson upright. Yes, Asian. I just remember Asian Robinson from the Super Bowl. Yeah, I was skipping yeah. over that because I couldn't think of his name. So I was just <laughs> I going to ignore it, it completely it. and move on. I got it. <laughs> the the offense. I mean, the the the. But the I Chargers, do. I do the like Chargers the Chargers' offensive now, line was rated highly last season, so it's not as though it's. I mean, it, you, do you need a guard? Well, okay, but do you need an, an elite guard when you've got Corey Lindsley playing center and Rashawn Slater playing left tackle? Yes, you, because you, know, you always can, get injuries on the O line, and but we, they as, can kind of look after. Uh, I don't want to say a substandard guard. It is, but then, you know, they're just going to continue to have the ball run down the neck. And, Why can't and, I keep saying Lincoln Thomas and he wasn't playing for them? Sorry. <laughs> I keep getting it wrong. Uh, edit it out, So, <laughs> I, can't, I won't. Although, <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe with a slight, just a very slight Raider bias, I don't want them to have good... You didn't ask for an interior line either, I, so I mean, that's... I, the... I'm not doing this from a Raider point of view. So you never asked for a defensive lineman with the 17th pick. I'm right. The LA Chargers are going to pick Kenyon Green because, (laughs) as Jim correctly just pointed out, I didn't ask for a defensive lineman. List open those. I don't want a defensive lineman, I want an offensive lineman, and I now have one. You know, very good, and I know that you know, and you know that I know that you know that I know (laughs) that I'm right. They've got Matt Filer as their I know that you know okay. that I know that you know that I know that I definitely don't want them to get a nose tackle. Yeah, but you know I'm right. That's the problem. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? It wasn't position of need, though. So, you know. They got well, that's your fault for getting it wrong. Joseph Day at nose tackle. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're Ooh, okay. They're names. <laughs> so, number 18. Onwards and upwards. Come on, keep going. We can power through this, chaps. This is going to be a easy. very long podcast. So, uh, this is the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm -hmm. Now, you might remember just a couple of picks ago, we picked Jameson Williams, wide receiver. Um, So, now in this slot then, I think they need a cornerback, a linebacker, or a safety. Um, Linebacker, as N'Kobe Dean is still available, I go with him. Now, N'Kobe Dean was, was again, a part of that um, Georgia defense. Um, I think he comes in as a day one starter, probably a captain as well. Um, and his ability to pass rush and also sort of step away and, uh, and provide protection um, as an interior, as an interior lineman, uh, sorry, interior linebacker makes him significantly more, more useful than anything else they've already got. He improves their ability to, pass rush and to, to uh, step off and actually uh, protect themselves in coverage as well. So I, I for me, this seems the obvious move. Jim's going to disagree. <laughs> well, you, you know what we said at the start of this punk, we said there are certain points in this draft where there are players that are just too good that they can't fall past a certain spot. Dave just talked about Jordan Davis to you in the last one. Did he say Georgia? Did he mention the word Georgia when he was talking about yeah, Jordan Nico- Davis? Nicobe- and Nakobe Dean, both yeah, from Georgia. Jordan, come on, out of the two of them, Dave, which one's the better one? Jordan uh, Davis need. is the better one. Six six three forty. There's was, only one person ever gone into the draft at that kind of height and weight. I think he, in the eighties for the Green Bay Packers. Which is why he should have gone to the Chargers. This guy is basically Fletcher Cox, and you want someone that's going to be the next Fletcher Cox in Philadelphia. Um, he is a physical freak, and 
you'd be mental if you took Nakobe Dean or anyone right now over um, Jordan Davis. He is the best player left on the board at any position. What were, what were your needs? What, what did you say? Down the I spine of the corn, team. You think about the spine. Cornerback, linebacker, and safety because I want my defense right down the middle. to be shorn up. Right down the middle. And there that's exactly there what you, you want. There you go. I, I listen to you. I listened to the almighty. I'm still listening. Radio. It was about the spine of the team. And I think I just got a bit closer you just to the, uh, picked, the nerve there. You just picked Kenyon Green based on need. Now, you, I'm sorry. I've just picked just, exactly what you said. The only I'm sorry. I'm playing the game. Sting- playing he, the game. He teed up Stingley before the draft started. If we teed up Jordan Davis, you'd be ready now to go, yeah, you're right, Jim. We, we need to take him because he's just too good. Nakobe Dean, I don't believe, is first round talent. Maybe right at the end of the first round, but the, you can get him in round two. All of this is just noise. It's great noise. <laughs> but noise, now, nevertheless. Okay. No, no. Inter- interesting points from both of you, definitely. Um, I think, as a Philadelphia Eagle, I need someone that can actually walk into my locker room on day one and make a difference. And I think I need someone that's versatile. I've got a versatile starting to look that way offense, but I don't have it on defense. So I think sticking to my own rules, as was so rightly pointed out, that with the 18th pick of the draft, the Philadelphia Eagles will take Nicobe Dean, linebacker. Oh, dear. You're oh, pitching players dear. that weren't asked for. It's a true story. But you are. We also picked players I, early that weren't asked yeah, for. I, Pay attention, I, Jim. Maybe, maybe. No, but that Nicobe was consensus Dean picks. Is not good enough to be this was, this was not consensus pick, so... This will probably be the only pick we get right in the entire true draft night. You know that, Dean. It'll be Nicobe Dean. We got six last year, I think. Seven. Six or seven. Yeah, we got seven last year. All right. right. I I got one extra because I said the uh, Steelers were picking the running back. You did. did. You Mm. did. Right. Number 19. Saints. To the uh, New Orleans Saints second pick. So with the first one, we went with George Pickens, wide receiver. Uh, we're still looking quarterback, offensive tackle, or maybe possibly best player on the board. Jordan Davis, it's so obvious. If you've let an absolute blue chip talent go go past, then someone else is going to run up to the podium and take him. Um, yep. If you're able to take George Pickens and Jordan Davis with your two picks in the middle of the first round, you are laughing. You are laughing all the way back to Louisiana. So do it. Yeah, I agree. Consensus pick? Purely, purely because right now, right now, he is the best available player on the board. But they're up to summit. We don't no, know they're what. definitely up to summit. We don't know but what, but they're up to summit. That's fine. Consensus pick then. New Orleans Saints take Jordan Davis. Agree. Done. Number 20. Right. Even number. This is an interesting one because it is the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is. Now, I be gentle, all right? Just be gentle. I I have only selected two real positions of need for the Steelers, um, but they are two rather large positions. Of bound, baby. So it is punter, <laughs> water boy. No, it's um, quarterback oh, and offensive God. tackle. Yep. Really, really. So, I give you two words. Mitch Trubisky. So therefore, I am selecting Kenny Pickett, quarterback, Pittsburgh Penguins, or whatever they're called this week. 
So, so what we're saying is that the Pittsburgh college quarterback will move to the Pittsburgh professional the quarterback there's, position. There's, there's, no, 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 no. I, I don't care where he's from. He could be from Ole Miss or Nevada. It makes no difference from it to me whatsoever. Yeah. It's not the romance of it. He at the moment is the highest rated quarterback that I have. I mean, it's not particularly difficult to be honest. Um, and he's Jim's highest rated quarterback as well. The fact that he's already suggested him three or four times just to get him off the my door team. so he doesn't go to Pittsburgh. Well, exactly. You've seen three my rules now. Okay. Listen, you need, I think you'll go for Malik Willis, to be perfectly honest. I think you'll make a Can't move. I get for him. him. But no, I'm, anyway. I'm, I'm, on a, I'm on about in real life. But oh, no. you need a quarterback desperately go in on. the most important no you haven't Jim you haven't I'm sorry if any other team was going into this draft with Mitch Trubisky as their starting QB going they've got to make a move for him oh my god the first thing they would do is pick a quarterback so I'm sorry that's an uncanny uncanny representation I should just tell everyone that it wasn't me talking just then just in case they uh, no. get confused it wasn't Kenny Pickett I have to go for it sorry don't apologise for your picks. Never apologise. In the list of things that will haunt me until this first round is over, um, waiting for the Steelers to not draft Kenny Pickett is right up there as my like, biggest nightmare. If they do that, I'm I'm not watching NFL next year. I'm sorry, I'm just not going to do it. Um, I agree with you, John. I think Kenny Pickett is pants. He was, he's not a quarter. If he was in last year's, he would have gone like the third round, fourth round, fifth at round. At least, yeah. Yeah. He, he is not a first-round quarterback. There's nowhere... I wouldn't want him as a backup in Denver. No. But it's a, it's your biggest position of need, which you have to address. And you haven't well, done that yet. Well, we, we've got Mitch Trubisky there now for a season. Exactly. Look, I'll just have to take it. I'm, I've made my peace with having Mitch Trubisky as the starting quarterback. <laughs> All right, so... Don't start bringing a bloody rookie in there now in one of the weakest, the, probably the weakest quarterback class since 2013. This just isn't the right year to do it. I would rather you, you did a Ricky Williams next year and, and get all your yeah. draft picks just to go up and get a quarterback next year. Just do it. Just do that. Um, I would, and I also don't agree that we need an offensive line help. Um, we've done some more work during the offseason to shore up our offensive line. The best player that's available, in my opinion, right now, would be Devontae Wyatt, another inside defensive player for Georgia. Um, 6'3", 315 pounds. He's the best three technique uh, lineman in this draft. Very versatile attacking the offensive line. Um, I would take one of those because I'm, I'm I mean, not sure if we're going to get both Stefan to it and Tyson Lulu back for the entire season. So. I agree because when I look at Pittsburgh, the first thing I need is first thing I think is they could do with some pass rush help. They really do need that. No, you need a quarterback, man. Come on. No, no, don't don't do it, man. Because <laughs> no, that is not the that is not the play. Listen to the Ooh, Steelers, the man. Who power knows I have in my need. fingers. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'll never it, take Kenny Pickett. Never in a month. I was right. I was right last year when I said you pick a running back. You ridiculed me and said it was ridiculous, and you did it. To be fair, you do need a quarterback. Um, you cannot go into the season just with Mitch Trubisky as your be all and end all. Um, I get now. 
Well, Mason Rudolph. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Same as it's been for the last five years. I just asked it's, him. There's, I, I think if you don't try and pick up a quarterback, whether that be Baker or somebody else, then you are seriously wasting your defense that you've already got. Um, I can appreciate what you're saying about wanting a nose tackle don't and a D it. lineman. <laughs> don't however, don't do however situation. defensive line was not on the list of requirements. So we had, therefore... We had some problems with it last season. They, which which can be addressed. You know, there <laughs> right are other, now, ways, right other ways to do this. Um, so with the 20th pick, the Pittsburgh Steelers select their future franchise quarterback, Kenny Pickett. <laughs> Who is pants. <laughs> but, you know, this is... This is anymore. This is this is really this I'm is really a, of your own making in the fact that for at least the last three or four years we've been saying you need to draft a quarterback and you haven't done it. Yeah, and this is no, the position fairness, you've left yourself in. In fairness, Jim's been saying that as well because you were you were you know going hard for Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. I remember when Hurts was still on the board and you were there in the second round. You're like, we're picking Hurts, we're picking us. You were you were there on WhatsApp going, we're picking Jalen Hurts. And when the, was right when the pick came in. Yeah, when, when the Jeff pick came Michael. in and you didn't pick him, you were gutted. Yeah, and I remember seeing you the next day, and I could literally see the hurt on your face, genuinely. Uh, I mean, the good news is that Kenny Pickett's going to be as bad as Jalen Hurts, so don't worry uh, about that too much. Uh, Kenny Pickett's got <laughs> none of the good traits that Jalen Hurts has. Oh, he's played for four years, so, so he should be that quite looks good. Like I've co-signed that fucking pick. I I <laughs> do not co-sign. I do and I oh, I can't. Oh, it's so annoying. There's no Raider pick for me to now. Absolutely trash. <laughs> I haven't done this on purpose. You de- you trash the Raider picks anyway. It doesn't matter. Well, that's, yeah, we we trash our own picks. We well, don't to be have, fair, we I was going to say, you, you do, doing it. You do a good enough job of trashing those you know picks yourself. I, mean? I feel <laughs> physically sick. You don't understand what you've just done there. All right. I've just given you a franchise quarterback. You haven't given me a franchise years. quarterback. You've just thrown that Jim. in the bin. Jim, Kevin, you you were pitching Kenny Pickett higher. He's it's fallen to you. You should be to happy. Idiot teams, <laughs> not to my team. <laughs> no, I'm not having that. I'm sorry. We do this, New England we Patriots. Do this, this is going to look like I actually wanted this pick. This is no, the, no, no. the worst. No, it's not. This is my Everyone worst knows case that scenario. It's me doing the pick. It's just anyone who listens to this knows full well that you didn't want it but yeah, Jim exactly. I'm I'm willing to extend an olive branch because I can see how upset you are so I'm willing to offer an alternative um, if you don't want Kenny Pickett I will give you the opportunity to get Desmond Ridder who is another quarterback from Cincinnati Could so if you want to change it brilliant yeah thanks for that <laughs> I mean him throwing the ball it's like giving a five-year-old a machine gun think of it yeah. that way yeah <laughs> chimp with an AK no thanks no thanks. I'll go with the guy with the Jeremy Beadle hands that can't play in the cold. Yeah, let's do that. But he must be able to play in the cold somewhat. He played for the University of Pittsburgh. Yeah, and for so, four years, didn't get more than 13 touchdowns. <laughs> Saving them up. Well, that's, let's move that's, on. That's pretty standard move for on. Pittsburgh play anyway, isn't it? Try and win on defense. They don't like scoring yeah. points. So let's move on. Up. 21st. Patriots 21st, of New England. New England Patriots. So... For the Patriots, we need a wide receiver, a cornerback, an edge rusher, and a linebacker. 
Who is it? Who is Jim? Or one of. It's Jim. Odd number. Yeah. Uh, oh, is that it? Sounds all, so all sad. the light sucked out of him for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. He just got his franchise quarterback. What's he worried about? I've been married for 11 years now. It's been ages since I've had the life sucked out of me. I tell you that. Uh, okay. Uh, well, you said cornerback, so let's go with another one that's uh, on the board. A guy that uh, that Dave loves because he comes from Clemson. That's Andrew Booth no. Jr. Six foot, 194 pounds. Um, is a decent man cover corner who will compete for a starting job, especially in New England. Um, could be a little more disruptive on zone coverage, but he's aggressive to get the ball in the air. Very aggressive um, to hit that ball. Uh, my comp for him is Shaq Griffin, who is a steady starter in the league. Something that New England are going to be desperately missing now that JC Jackson's run off to the Sunshine State. Um, I, Jim's absolutely right. Um, I have no love for Andrew Booth Jr. whatsoever. <laughs> um, last season, he was targeted 46 times and he gave up 29 of those tackles, 29 of those uh, catches for 312 yards in his first full year as a starter and he's entering the draft. So he's not a first round pick. I will instead go for uh, Jalen Pitchery, who's also a cornerback. He's a safety. Um, he's a cornerback. Um, he's safety. He, he plays in the slot and he's a massive reason why he led the lead leg all of college with 47 stops last year. And he's the main reason why um, the Bears had such success. So yeah, I go for Jalen Pitrick. He's not a safety. He's a corner. He can play slot corner, but he's mostly a safety. He's like Javon Holland, basically for the Dolphins. He can kind of play anywhere along the secondary. So versatility. Thanks. He's great. I was looking I was looking for an out and out corner. I thought that's what. Uh, what no, I'm. I, I, I would say slot corner. Okay, maybe he can play safety. Maybe he can't. Doesn't matter. He's played. He played the vast majority of his college career in the slot. He's still better at safety. He's better at I mean, outside I mean, corner. I mean, Andrew Booth is. Come on. Look, Andrew Booth had I, one. Look, I've just come to Javon Holland. season. He's probably better. I don't care. I don't. I like okay, Jalen Petrie. Jalen Petrie, all right, let's comp him to, I don't know, let's comp him to... I just comped to... Jalen Petrie to Javon Holland, you d- I gave and... Shaq Griffin to the other one. Yes, I'm but not... Don't comp d- him. Comps don't matter to me. I'm not overly they concerned They matter to Punk. All right. They matter to me just because I don't know who these players are. So yeah. the comps help me out just because I can relate their style of play. Pick Jalen Petrie. I remember... I've just I remember... I'm, I'm out of it right now. <laughs> I'll remember that for next year. I need I need ten minutes to readjust myself <laughs> to recenter because <laughs> the my worst nightmares just come true on my own podcast. So thanks very much, guys. I'm throwing off the game because I've just watched you take out your uh, contact lenses. It's really freaked me out. <laughs> it's bloody, <laughs> it's, I really Punk's hate just that. Poking his eyeball as you're trying to pitch it. Yeah, oh, it's awful. It's really yeah, awful. unfortunately, <laughs> my uh, contact lens split, so it was tickling my eyeball. Oh, so I, had to I looked around and you were literally jabbing yourself. I was like, oh, this is rough, man. <laughs> That's why halfway through that, I was like stumbling. I was like, what is going on here? That's the joys pick, of doing pick, these on video. Pick Jalen oh, Petrie. Yeah. He's better than right. Andrew Booth. He is so. Uh, so the New England Patriots, with the twenty-first pick in the draft, select cornerback Andrew Booth Jr. <laughs> um, Crazy. Re- reason being, he's actually a cornerback from the sound of it. Whereas the other guy seems to be a safety that can just about play cornerback. Mm-hmm. No, which isn't okay. really what I want in the first round. I like my 
versatile players to be kind of round three, four. Okay, Dark. I mean Andrew Booth. Andrew Booth is rubbish, but okay, he's well, he's not. He is. He, he's pants. He, he, he's who he was pitched. So out of the two, he's the one that I preferred the sound of. Either way, he's better than Kenny Pickett. So come on, let's move on to twenty two. Exactly. Yeah, we've, we've had the uh, the duff of the draft. So number twenty two, the uh, Packers of Green Bay would like to select either an offensive lineman or probably a wide receiver. I think. I mean, you have to go wide receiver, right? Not Green Bay. <laughs> they, don't yeah. pick, they don't pick first round, do they? Not a wide receiver. Well, this is true. Well, they, I mean, they'll probably, yeah, they'll probably Matt end Corral. up um, mm. dropping out, wouldn't they? But <laughs> got a yeah, there's that, that, Matt Corral then. Backup quarterback, aren't they? Yeah, I like, so I like Sky Moore. I don't have any stats in front of me for Sky Moore. All I know is an absolute burner um and all, all you see is in constantly just breaking tackles he's just one of those machines i don't have a comp for any of these players unfortunately i will do next year don't worry about that but he's a guy who will uh sort of on a curl right receive the ball and get massive amounts of yards after the tackle um he's not someone who will no 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 no, no 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 he's not that he's not that kind of size he's like 510 um, he's not really a burner. He just creates space. He's kind of a Christian Kirk. And I don't want to say that because Christian Kirk's been mocked all off season for getting a massive contract and doing nothing, but he's that kind of player. Um, doesn't win 50, 50 balls, but will create space in the slot and outside. Um, just generally an impressive guy, but I, I don't have any stats for him. So I can't really back it up, but he's my, they need, they have to have a wide receiver because their wide receiver room at the moment is, is not great. I get a wide receiver later. Um, let's pitch an interior offensive lineman to you then, Punk. Because um, I did so well with Kenyon Green. Uh, we've got others. Um, I mentioned Zion Johnson in passing earlier. Let's talk a bit more about him. Uh, went to Boston College. He's 6'3", 310 pounds. Great traits to be a perfect pass-protecting guard. Um, played his last year at left tackle as well, so he knows how to do that and cover in a pinch if, like, David Bakhtiari is injured again. Um, great footwork and technique. He won't get ball rushed either. By uh, by edge rushers, my confirm is Roger Saffold. So, I think he is very very good. He's definitely a first round talent. Zion Johnson uh, for Boston College yep. took a leap in twenty twenty one. Okay, before that, I think he transferred to Boston College. Yeah, like um, he was playing guard worried. before that, so he's, he's probably best at guard, yeah. but he can play um, offensive t- uh, left tackle. Well, his best his best season Boston has College. been at left tackle, but yeah, he, he'll fit yeah. in quite nicely at guard. Yeah. So do you want a wide do you want a good wide receiver or a good good offensive lineman? It's up to you. Bearing in mind you've still got another pick in this first round. Also true. Okay, so with the fact that I've got a second pick in this first round, which is the deeper class? Is it the offensive lineman at this point, bearing in mind who we've already selected, or is it the wide receivers? The drop-off between wide I think it's the difference in versatility. So what, you, what you've got is someone like Sky Moore dropping off to uh, another wide receiver, Tolbert or uh, Johan Dotson, for example. They're different types of wide receiver. Um, and again, it's the same. You know, you're moving from guard to guard. I'd, I'd, if you're looking for drop-off, pick the guard because he's the best guard remaining by some way. So pick We could probably pick receivers the rest of the first round if we really tried yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Pick If you're looking I for the drop-off between them, pick the guard. 
In that case, I will pick the guard. <laughs> so it's, it's it's to, I'm not going to sit there and make an argument when it's the yeah, wrong yeah. thing to do. It's yeah. what you have to do. Zion Johnson no, no, is the absolutely. best guard remaining. If he's the best guard remaining, and and like you say, you guys can name receivers all day long. Then yeah. you know Johnson's Johnson's the correct pick. I just so, think I just think the problem with doing that is you've already got an unhappy fan base, um, and I think it is going to be very care. difficult. <laughs> I think they do. I think they really do. Don't care. <laughs> like, so I think that's gonna, all look, they care about. I think we might pitch a wide receiver with our next one. <laughs> we still, yeah, got yeah, yeah. still got time. The next one will be a wide receiver. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about that. Let's go into so, the Cardinals. 23, the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I've actually got four here listed. I've got wide receiver, cornerback, offensive line, and defensive line. Okay. Um, 23, it's you, Jim. Yeah, we've we've kind of missed a couple of people, actually. Um, and I'm looking at edge rusher, so it's kind of a defensive line. Um, yeah. And Replacing is, Chandler Jones. I mean, you didn't take David Ajabo, but I'm not pushing him for this one. I, I actually did the mock draft just then and had this guy going here. And that's uh, Jermaine Johnson from Florida State. He's 6'5", 262 pounds. He just absolutely blew the senior bowl away. He was the best player on his team every week. Um, he transferred from Georgia to get some more playing time. Um, and it paid off. He's not quite Kayvon Thibodeau, but he's close and he's relentless as well. Great range, long arms, um, and efficiently gets to the quarterback. So takes very few steps and still manages to break through um, and hit his, hit his QB. Um, my conference was Preston Smith, but he is and he is a very, 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 very good edge rusher and kind of fills in Chandler Jones being missing. And well, he's he, not and, missing. He's just gone to a better team. Yeah, 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 exactly. And obviously JJ Watt easing uh, down. So Jermaine Johnson is kind of the next next generation, and he come in and he is he is dangerous. I agree. Um, I agree that they need pass rush help. Um, I'm going to go for a Purdue uh, edge rusher, 6'4", 275, George Karlaftis. Um, played in... Uh, it paid him 49 snaps in every single game in the past season and finished with a PFF grade over 90. He's only playing college football to do that. Um, consistently ranked by almost everyone in the top 20 in terms of their mock drafts. Um, normally late, around about now where we go in. Um, good value. Either guys is good. I've just put in for a comp um, and helpefully Google's let me down. So unfortunately, <laughs> can't, can't give you one. The one time I actually tried to do it and I still can't get a bloody you know what? comp. What's going on? What's, yeah. what's the size? What's, hang on. Just go with the so size George again. George Carlaft, they're both pretty much the same height. Um, there's an inch in it, um, but it's 275. Yeah, 275 for Carlaftis and Jermaine Johnson is 262. And have we got any idea on their 40 times? I can probably find I George Karloftis. I don't have them in front time. of me. Karloftis just seems slower. He seems like a slower Aiden Hutchinson, basically. He's like that kind of... He's, he's like the compliment piece on the other side. You know how like Nick Fairley always set him up and the Dominican Sioux would knock him down in Detroit? Yeah, yeah. Karloftis seems like that kind of guy. He's like... He's not your premier edge rusher. He's on the other side that no one ever mentions, but he kind of... He seals the edge, basically. So he won't get the, the sacks that Jermaine Johnson will get, but he would be the perfect Bat- uh, Robin to his Batman, basically. So if you've already got an okay. 
just, just to give That's you helpful. just to give you some stats uh 12 games 39 total tackles 10 of those for, were for a loss um four and a half sacks two forced fumbles two for two fumble recoveries as well he's a four-star recruit and currently ranked as Purdue's third highest ever recruit so Cool. Solid stats. Born in Greece as well. So he's not even, you know, he's a bit of an international player. I don't know if that matters. It's just on the screen. (laughs) Counting that as a European player. So therefore we should, we should bump him a little bit more. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with the 23rd pick, the Arizona Cardinals will pick uh, the Chandler Jones replacement, Jermaine Johnson. I knew you did that. Just because you can pronounce his name. Oh, it's easy. Loftus is easy. It's just a case just of because Jim just said it. They've, you forgot they've his lost, name. That's all. It yeah, is. obviously, obviously. <laughs> they've no, seriously though. They've they've lost Chandler Jones. They need sacks. They need pressure. Yeah. It's great having Mister Reliable on the end of the line, but if you've got no one at the other end of the line, it's not going to work. So, I think you know Jermaine Johnson to me feels like a better fit at the minute with the Cardinals. So your mistake is you listen to Jim. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Well, you made a persuasive argument. Yeah. <laughs> you just make it up. I'm not making <laughs> Oh, yeah, you can. Absolutely, you can. I don't know if we could do I'll that. I'll be found out later. <laughs> I'll always be found <laughs> yeah, out later. Exactly. If I'm wrong. I'll be found out later on. But, right, here we go. Number 24, the Dallas Cowboys. D line, O line, linebacker, I've got here. D line, O line, linebacker. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. I don't know. I want to go wide receiver because they, they've missed out there, but it's not one of your requirements. So D-line, what was it? Sorry. O-line or linebacker. Um, okay, so on that case then, I will go Tyler Smith, offensive line. So uh, he's probably a little bit high, but he led the FBS in run blocking last year, likely to end up as a guard, um, and is, is basically going to need some... Um, some coaching, but who better to who better to um, uh, you know learn from on the Dallas Cowboys uh, offensive line than Tyron Smith and Zach Martin? You know, they're guys who you want want to bring in the guy now. Um, and yeah, you know, highly rated six six three twenty two makes perfect sense to me. He's a little bit rich, I'll give you that, but he's the best tackle available other than Bernard Ryman, who I don't don't particularly like all that much. So. I mean, to be fair, someone's got to pick in this uh, reach in this draft, and mm-hmm. as the Raiders aren't there, then you know it's <laughs> it's very very likely that it could be the Cowboys. So that's not ridiculous to think that they might reach. I just look at their offensive line, and I think they've still got a, a year or so left on it. I know that Tyron Smith is like t- continually injured, but we don't have a left tackle that can can cover that. So, well, I last would... year it was Conor, Conor McGovern who moved, not the. Jets one or the former yeah, Broncos one, but the yeah. other kind of he moved over. And if you bring in the guard who can come in and cover him, I agree. It's not the time to bring in the replacement, but it's the time to bring in the guy who can get um, coached by them because it's the ideal time to learn. Yeah, I think that I'm going to pitch you someone else, all right? And I'll pitch you uh, another edge player, punk, because they didn't manage to secure Randy Gregory quite famously. So I mentioned David Ajabo; he's still there available. You know, like I said, he's. Um, very good at getting through. But there's another player, Arnold Ebikiti from Penn State, who I really like. Uh, 6'3", 256 pounds. He just, if you want someone to zero in on the quarterback um, and convert speed to power very quickly, so he just blasts off the edge, kind of f- through the gap between the tackle and the guard, 
and just hurts the quarterback. Um, I My comp for him is Shaq Barrett. That's the kind of player that is just relentlessly going for the quarterback, but he's so quick, um, deceptively quick. And he's just straight through the line. Um, Arnold Ebikiti is my guy there from Penn State. The, the issue I've got with Ebikiti is he beats up the linemen and he's not going to be able to do that in the NFL. I, he just strikes mm. me, and I might be wrong, he strikes me as a guy whose who's skills won't transfer to the NFL. College, brilliant tape. And it's what everyone said about Vita Veon, and I'm proving myself wrong in this, but everyone said, <laughs> Vita Veon's power will not translate to the NFL. And it, and it has, but that's exactly what it feels like. It doesn't feel like it will translate. I know Vita Veon's in the middle, but that's kind of the thing. It's all about that power through and the swoop move. Swoop move's amazing, though. It is brilliant. It's, his tape's it's, I, don't, I didn't see that from his game tape, anything that would get him flagged. I think maybe if you're talking about him kind of finishing a drill in a, in a pro day, then potentially he might have been a bit stupid, but Watching one that no, feels just... to Penn State, I didn't see any any occasions where I'd like, oh, he could never get away with that in the NFL. He was deceptively just... through the line and then hurting the quarterback. So that's the thing. How many times do you break through the line in the NFL as a rookie or even as a, as a young pass rusher? You just tend to. Like it just doesn't feel. Doesn't feel. Zach Michael Parsons seemed to do it all right. Yeah, yeah Michael Parsons came in. Michael Parsons came yeah. in as a middle linebacker and his speed transferred to the outside edge. So it's a different player. Quick question then. Ajabo and Ibakite. Mm-hmm. What's what's the difference? Why are um, we pitching one above the other, or is it just that we wanted to speak about extra players? A little bit of that, and also with the amount of injuries the, the Cowboys have had, I think that you might just have to go. I can't take another injured player <laughs> in the draft. No, I've done it with with so many others. Leighton Van Der Esch is continuing locked up as well. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I, I need to have some people that are ready to go. And so it's slightly safer in that pick. He's not. If, I, I think that um, Ajabu has maybe got the better ceiling. He could become a more yeah, hundred percent. He has. But remember, Ajabu is the, the guy who's only had twenty six career snaps before his before last season. Before his so his season ceiling all the way through. His season is his, his ceiling is vast. I mean, let's be honest. It's Jerry Jones. He's going wide receiver. We know that. Um, but you know, this is this is the sexy pick. Yeah, I, I I probably was a bit too sensible in who I actually put yeah, here. I didn't put wide receiver quarterback and. Yeah, I just think that so, you want to beef up that that defensive line so, as you've lost Randy Gregory, and I think that you want someone yeah. like a Shaq Barrett type who's just relentlessly going for the quarterback that that attracts the eye of someone like Jerry Jones. Yeah, so I'm saying Tyler Smith from Tulsa, 6'6", 322, run blocking. And Jim, you're saying... Arnold Ebikiti. Um, Arnold Ebikiti, yeah, from Penn State, pass rusher. So do you want a pass rusher or do you want a, t- a tackle? So with the 24th pick, the Dallas Cowboys will pick, and I'm never going to say his name right, so Arne Ebikiti. <laughs> Arnold Ebikiti. Um, yeah. There yeah. you go, Arne. Uh, because I like the sound of a nice aggressive pass rush mm-hmm. uh, with a swim move that is all power but might not work. So <laughs> no, it will work. Can, that, I, just, that, can I just that say, by the way, sounds like something I need to see. As he's going to the Cowboys, I hope it doesn't work as well. <laughs> in, the, in this reality. Aww. In this reality. Okay. Right. Moving on. Bills. Pick 25, the Buffalo Bills. I've actually got four here. Don't know how I ended up with four. Hmm. But I have so wide receiver, D line, cornerback, and tight end. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, let me just see who I've got here. Okay, there's a guy that we haven't talked about at all um, at wide receiver that I would like to pitch to you because um, 
this guy plays for North Dakota State, one of my favorite teams to uh, to draft players from. Uh, Christian Watson. He's 6'5", 208 pounds, um, but he's really quick for his size. Like, he, like if, as soon as he's got the ball in the space, no one's catching him. No cornerback is bringing him down. Um, the knock in in his game is he has drop issues. Well, he plays at North Dakota State. The, the year he played with, with Trey Lance, he was great. And then Trey Lance went and he had no one to throw to him. So it was, you know, you have to block. Basically, North Dakota State, you, every, you know, you're, you're blocking a lot as a wide receiver. So the opportunities aren't really there. And when they are there, they look worse if you don't catch every single ball. Um, but my compromise, Debo Samuel, he's a guy that will sweep with that size and length. He will run through and then up the field. He did it so many times. Uh, it was scary to watch. He's one of those kind of guys that you can bring in. If Just make sure the, the Chiefs don't get him, is all I'm saying. You know, Make sure he's gone before they get to those two picks because he'll go. Um, he just looks like a man amongst boys, basically. So are you pitching him because you don't want the Chiefs to get him? No, are you pitching him because he's genuinely he's, he's genuinely and genuinely. You think about the cold that's up there in Buffalo, and they've got Stefan Diggs, but he's a completely different type of wide receiver from what they've got. So he he can just take the short route, he can take the sweep, he can take the cross, um, but he can also take a deep post. He he can do it all. You know, he can take some of that that pressure away from Stefan and give him even more opportunities. So I think he'll be a perfect foil for what they've already got there. So he's not the same type of receiver at all. Like I said, much more like a Debo cool. Samuel type. Who are they ironically maybe for real? So well, so, you never know. Just just for uh, for clarity, he dropped sixteen catchable targets last year. Well, you say catchable. Sixteen. You got how, go well, how many ball, receptions out of one hundred and twenty? Whereas the guy I'm going to offer you only dropped two of his 93 catchable targets last season. Um, I think they need a wide receiver um, in the slot because I think um, there was a lot of reliance on going for digs, um, potentially running early and then looking for Beasley as well. I think Beasley's moving on, isn't he? Um, so Johan Dotson, who's playing for Penn State, perfect slot receiver, gets open. Um, he's only small, but invites uh, probably too much, um, but invites contact. Um, is... He kind of took over from, it started taking over as the burner from KJ Hamler when he was drafted from the Broncos a couple of years ago. Then they started playing him inside, um, which is much where, where he needs to be, to be perfectly honest. So it's kind of whether you want the outside monster that that Jim's offered, who is impressive, his game tape's very impressive. I've only seen him on two games. Um, or Johan Dotson will play in the centre a lot more and has steady hands. Yeah, so Christian Watson's the right one, but um, yeah. I think the only knock on Jahan would be that he doesn't really do much in blocking. So if you no, need another, he's another too small. Blocker, he's one eighty two. Exactly, small. exactly. So if you want an yeah. all rounder, but he's he's very good. He can beat the safety. He's very good at getting vertical. Jahan. The one thing you'd say to Jahan Watson is go and find. Don't run. Don't run around. Yeah. Uh, so one thing you say about Dotson jo- uh, Jahan <laughs> Dotson. One thing you say about Dotson is you just say to him, go and find space. Yep. Don't run around. Just just go out there and find space. If you pick up Christian Watson, he will be the complement on the opposite side to Stefan Diggs, who the last player to do that of any success really was uh, Davis last season, Gabriel Davis. And he mm-hmm. got how many touchdowns last year? He got a monster Too touchdowns. many. Yeah. He's still there. Mm. So 
I think I think I think from a uh, with a Bills hat on, the sensible thing to do here is, as I think you touched on, Dave, Cole Beasley's moved on, um, and I think you're right. I think with Davis and Diggs both on the outside already, you really want to upset the apple cart by bringing in a third monster receiver. However, so... and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack on my own argument and probably back up Jim a little bit. The only thing I'm gonna say is a little bit. Is it better to have three superb down downfield weapons? Because we know that's how the Bills play. Or do you want to bring that slot guy now or wait later on in the draft? And I know I'm undermining if my, myself. If my quarterback is Josh Allen, who we yes. know, you know, can run around, create time, space, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, I still need that safety blanket for if I'm playing against good cornerbacks. Now, the problem for the Bills is not the regular season, it's the postseason where, you know, defences improve. So, I think actually having that possession guy makes a lot of sense, especially where you don't have a great run game. So, I'm going to go with Johan Dotson, wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills. That's a good, solid pick. My, my only concern with um with Christian Watson is you're going to be relying on him when, when you've got guys open, when he's your guy open last minute of the game and the ball comes to him and he drops it. And if he caught it, it would be North Dakota State, a Yeah. Against crap cover. With and crap he's still dropping bloody balls. quarterback play. Indeed. Catchable ball is catchable ball. The, that is a ridiculous. It's one of those things that's overinflate as a as a negative on the guy. Watch him at his, the pro day. Watch him at the combine. He was doing everything he was supposed to do. Um, I think it's a, the wrong wrong uh, negative there. Uh, anyway, doesn't matter. We're already on to the Tennessee right. Titans. Number twenty six, Tennessee Titans. Dave, you're up first. Uh, positions of need. Um, I've got down offensive line, wide receiver, and edge. I could probably throw quarterback in there if I had to, but I'm not entirely convinced there's going to be a quarterback worth putting in there. So no. I'm not, I'm kind of dropped them out. So um, O-line, wide receiver or edge rusher, but I'll accept anywhere on the D-line. Um, so I'm going to go for George Karlaftis, the Purdue edge who I said uh, a while ago, the, the guy who uh, ended with the 90-plus PFF passing grade. I went on about him a minute ago, so I'm not going to go too much. Purdue Edge, George Karlaftis. Um, I don't think you need to improve a team that sacked Joe Burrow nine times in the in the uh, that, playoffs. That says more about the Bengals' offensive line than it does yeah, the Titans' pass agree. rush. But they're also very good. So One game does not make a swan. <laughs> I don't know if that's the <laughs> same. Were, should be. But they were still very good through the season. So um, I would look at the wide receiver group again. Um, there's still Christian Watson right there uh, as a physical freak. One person we haven't mentioned is Traylon Burks from Arkansas. Um, 6'3", 232 pounds. Um, great athleticism and ball skills. It's mostly potential. Um, I would comp him as Corridor Patterson coming out. So not Corridor Patterson right now, but the Corridor Patterson was like, is he a wide receiver? Is he, you know, is he going to be a return guy? Is he going to be like a Devin Hester or something? You know, that's the kind of, we just don't know what his ceiling can be. It, it could be massive. Um, the only other slight knock on him and why I haven't mentioned him until now is because he did show up to combine testing overweight. Uh, and there may be an issue with him being able to keep off weight. We just don't There's know. no harm in liking a cheeseburger every day. No, exactly. You know, Eddie Lacey was proof of that. 
But um, <laughs> but Traylon Burks is someone that's mentioned as a first round talent because he's got the stats there. It's just he has these kind of question marks about his um, the tube. physicality, should I say, um, which is why I'd probably pitch you still Christian Watson as the kind of physical freak. The, the, the guy that they wanted when they took on Julio Jones, basically. So you're going for, so you've, you've got the choice of uh, a edge rusher or a wide receiver, essentially, for the Titans. Or you can go I... rogue and pick up a quarterback. <laughs> No, no, I, I went rogue whilst you two were uh, talking, actually. Oh, no. And for the Tennessee Titans, I uh, did pick a wide receiver and I did automatically type in Christian Watson <laughs> because I think you're exactly right with what you said, Jim. I think he, from what you're saying and what you said previously, he is what they wanted from Julio Jones but didn't get. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, makes perfect sense. Christian uh, Christian Watson going in to the Tennessee Titans. Almost done, boys. Six to go. Just as well because my throat's giving out. I don't know about you. <laughs> right, still, still doing Number okay. Just about getting over 27, that. Twenty-seven. The Tampa Bay Bucker flipping ears who uh, would have needed a quarterback, but now seem to have one again. <laughs> Hmm. So, um, for the Buccaneers, I've actually only got two positions, to be honest. So, okay. I'm a little bit at a loss with them. So, if you can think of someone else to pitch that would be a better fit, feel free. Sure. But I've got O-line and D-line. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. I mean, the, the consensus is they're going for an, um, an O-line uh, player at this position. Typically, someone like Zion Johnson might still be available here. So, he's obviously off our board. Um they've got their right tackle sorted. They just brought in Shaq Mason, their right guard. Ryan Jensen's still the center. Um, left guard. Donovan Smith, do we think, is the left tackle moving forward for them? I don't know. Um, left guard, Aaron Stinney. I think there's a, an argument made there that we could find a new left guard for them. Um, the problem is right now, there's no guards that are going to get a first round value, so you're not picking up a guard here. <sighs> Is there a tackle Probably. that I can turn into a guard? None that you want to. You want to pick him as a... So the highest rated <laughs> guard that I've got remaining, I've got him down as number 67, um, Dylan Parnham. So you're not you're not picking him in the that's first round. Reach. Well, there, there, okay, there's, there's a, a player that Dave said he doesn't like, but there is actually a player that's Bernard potentially Raymond, very good. Yeah. Bernard Raymond, who's a guard for Central Michigan. He's six foot seven, 305 pounds. Um, he was a tight end in 2019. Exactly. When the... Uh, but he gained 40 pounds in one year. So he's in a Great, just what I want from a player. Shut up, Dave. He's in, actually improving every game as well. So this is a guy that, you know, you start watching the game and he's making mistakes. By the end of the game, he's cleaned up those mistakes and has actually figured it out. So he's still learning. I think it got to the end where he was letting in, like, maybe one pressure a game or something. It got to kind of an insane amount of, uh, of stat level where he was just kind of really holding off players. But by the end of the season, he was doing everything he was supposed to do as a as a left guard. So there there is a guy there that if you want to take a shot on, Bernard Raymond is, I think, first round quality. Um, 
only two things I've got to say about Bernard Raymond is he plays for Central Michigan, who run an air raid system, which means as long as he can block for 2.2 seconds, um, then he'll get his stats up. And as Jim said, he used to be tight end. Sorry, that's... People change positions all the time. Um, I'm going Tyler Smith. Uh, Tyler Smith, again, left led the FBS in run blocking last year, likely to end up at guard, can play tackle as well. I've already pitched him to you. The size is pretty much the same. Uh, Raymond's 6'7", Tyler Smith 6'6", um, Raymond's three, uh, 305, Tyler Smith 322. He's got huge arms, like 34-inch arms. And, and he is an offensive tackle and always has been. But you know he's what? Not a, he's not a in, safety who's moved to in be a Dave's tackle. voice. He played for Tulsa. There you yeah. go. Tulsa. Tulsa, Tulsa. So it doesn't Tulsa. count. Doesn't Duh. count. <laughs> As opposed to that powerhouse of college football, Central, Central, Central Michigan. Michigan. Don't worry about the helmet, Dave. Look at the player, okay? It's all Look about the player. Helmet. Yeah, but, I am. It needs to be Tyler, a bloody tight end. Tyler Smith, could be, Tyler Smith could be a dominant guard, all right? He could, could survive be. a tackle if needed. He's got great speed off the snap. Um, his natural ability is not good. So especially you know, Raymond, good edge rushers. Do you know? What, do you know? What I, I really mean, need. I, I, I need don't a pass have a catching time. I need a pass catching tackle. That's what I need. I, I don't have a problem with the tight end becoming a guard. No, just because you know, they, uh, all you got to do is stick on a load of weight and learn some different techniques. It's not what he's doing. It's all? not like it's not like all? no, but it's not like you're going from you know, I don't know, electrician to plumber. You yeah. know what I mean? It's it, transferable skills. It, exactly. You know, I mean, a, a tight end. Yeah, yeah. Tight end does I'm a lot still, of blocking anyway, Dave. It's basically. Look, you know, look, the let's line. be honest. They're offensive linemen. Who cares? Um, yeah. Tyler Smith. There you go. So oh, the boy. Buccaneers will select Tyler Smith from, was it Tulsa? Tulsa. Tulsa. Marvellous. Never a first round player. <laughs> well, Yay. he is today. He is yeah. today. We've made his dream come true. <laughs> just, just to say, PFF, podcast, ranked, right. PFF ranked him, uh, have, have him ranked at 25. I haven't looked at anyone else, but I've just looked on PFF's website. They've got him ranked at 25. So Do someone they? else of, has of him. guards? Hey, shut up. Like, <laughs> what, overall? Just, they have Bernard Raymond ranked 56. Just saying. Just mm. saying. 56 in tight end as well. Who are we going for now? Packers. Right. Packers oh, again now. So Packers are selecting uh, wide receiver, aren't they? We've said that already. Well, we we went O-line with the first Packers pick. So this is number 28. Uh, so we with the first Packers pick, we went with, looking at the list, uh, Zahn Johnson, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So offensive line. So, yeah, in theory, for the Packers, it's a wide receiver, unless you can convince me they need something else. Um. I, I absolutely can't. I, I think they absolutely need wide receiver. I've pitched you Sky Moore. Uh, I've, and I think Jim's pitched you Traylon Burks. I'm not going to deviate from either of those two. There is one player that we um, haven't mentioned. Is it just a while from Clemson? No. Kyle Hamilton. Oh, I forgot he was still on the board. He's <laughs> a safety. They're not, they're not going safety. I'm sorry. Not Why not? If, you, if Kyle Hamilton's there that late on in the game. Don't care. They've lost Devontae Adams. There's no way they're leaving the first round without <laughs> a wide receiver. They don't care about wide don't receivers. care. Not I'm just it. saying Kyle Hamilton's still there. Can you imagine? Could you imagine? He's fallen this I far. I absolutely He'll be in the green guarantee room. Aaron Rodgers would 
burst <laughs> if they leave the first round without without a wide receiver. It wouldn't surprise me genuinely if they leave the if they leave the first round with two wide receivers. That wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me if they leave with none. And I think if Carl Hamilton's there, what Dave mentioned earlier is the best safety by far. I believe was his words in this class. Yes. No, absolutely um, agree. I, I, we've already taken I'm be the safety. Honest. Who, who are the Packers' there. current safeties? That's what I'm trying to think of at the minute. The Packers' current safeties. So yeah. they've got um, uh, Darnell Savage, uh, Adrian Amos. I can't think of anyone else. Eric Stokes. Uh, Vernon Scott, no, yeah, they, they, those, no. those are the two starters. Is Agent Amos? I don't know. I don't know why we're even looking. Let's let's be sensible <laughs> about this, Dave. You're absolutely right. Yeah. If they <sighs> don't come out with at least one wide receiver from that first Listen, round, ign- Aaron- ign- ignore Jim for a second. Jim's pick is Traylon Burks. My pick is Sky Moore. Pick what you prefer. One's six three. One's five ten. One's two thirty two pounds. One's one ninety five. I like six foot three receivers that can go Jim's- up and get the ball. In that case, I'm giving Jim the credit, even though he doesn't deserve it, quite frankly. What? I just, uh, I just thought I'd mention it. You, I just gave you, I gave you your pick. So who are we going with? You said Traylon Burks. You want just Trey six three? Burks. Yep. Two three two. Yeah, that's fine. I wasn't listening. I wasn't listening to the names. I was just trying to figure it out. Yeah. So yes, that's what I want. All right, Traylon We've got to take yep. Kyle, we've got to take Kyle Hamilton soon because he's looking ridiculous now. <laughs> well, the Chiefs, <laughs> the Chiefs are next on the board with two picks, so twenty nine and thirty. Sky both Moore. belong to the Chiefs, so let's go twice. So they need obviously wide receiver, cornerback, defensive line. Can we sneak a safety in there? I think we probably can Good. if Good. we need to, because you know Honey Badger's not there anymore, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They got Eric Reed though, didn't they? Yeah, but Justin you know, Reed, not Eric Reed. Would it, would it would it hurt to have another one? Maybe not. I think I think we can probably adjust well, they lost, the board. They lost lost Sorensen as well. That's a big loss. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, Dave doesn't like safety, safety, safety in the league. Maybe so. Yeah. So so there we go. So back to back. I think we'll go D line, cornerback, wide receiver, or safety. Yeah. You see, my problem is that I don't actually rate Carl Hamilton. So I can't really pitch him to you. <laughs> there is another uh, safety in this class that I like a lot more, like a lot more. Um, and that's Dax Hill from Michigan. He's six foot, 192 pounds. Um, change of direction, acceleration, a stupid. He looks like a fly, the way he moves around. Got clear 4-3 speed as well. Played a lot of press corner at Michigan. He can play free safety. Um, my comp for him is Minka Fitzpatrick. He is, I think, far and away better than Kyle Hamilton, who can do one thing very well. So I I would pitch you Daxton Hill from Michigan if I was going to pitch you a safety. I, I couldn't in all consciousness give you Kyle Hamilton. But I understand that he's been rated so highly that we shouldn't really avoid him. Um, I uh, I agree. I think I agree with everything you just said, apart from the fact. Well, I agree with everything you said. We can't, we can't ignore him. I think they need a safety. They need safety help. I think it is the obvious choice. If he falls, he'll go in one of these two picks. So, are we saying consensus pick is Hamilton? Then I think it should by be. the way that this is gone, 
Yes. I don't think he'll be there. Jim thinks he's not good enough. Um, But if he falls this far, he, I think he'll end up being a pesky chief. Someone's going to take him thinking they've got an all, all conquering safety and he's not that. So it's like, well, I just say that sounds like the chiefs. Let's, Can I just say, just, just for the record, this is where he's ranked. I've just had a look on, on Google as we've been looking. Oh, yeah. um, PFN, which is Pro Football Network, they rank him um, going number two. It's Daniel amazing. Jeremiah. Daniel Jeremiah has him going number four. Yeah, Tankathong, Tankathong have him going number five. PFF number eight. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of people ranking him top ten. Yeah, never there's also no, talking about anything, guys. Just saying, just, just saying. There's that. also a couple of guys who are saying he's going lower down as well. Yeah, people that watched him, <laughs> not just watched his highlight tape. So, if we're going Hamilton for the uh, 29th pick, yeah, for the Chiefs, who are we going for the 30th? Bearing in mind, they probably need a defensive lineman, some cornerbacks, and a wide receiver at least. Dave? Uh, the best de- of defensive lineman that I've got is Devontae Wyatt. Um, so between the two def- Georgia defensive tackles, Wyatt. I wanted. Yes, div- he's by far the most explosive. Um, he's a pass rusher, can also um, help protect against the rush as well. And his name really started coming out as being a guy who could jump up and someone could take a real punt at early. And I mean, very early because of his performance at the senior bowl. Um, So if I don't think there's value in them going at a wide receiver here when they can easily do that in the second round or even in free agency, I mean, they've, they've picked up a couple of guys already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's be honest, whoever they pick up, it's not Tyreek Hill. So you kind of go, what's the point when you've got a big gaping chasm? I hope they don't pick up a defensive interior for the entire draft because I want, I want to, I want to see Williams running straight through that offensive line. But yeah, to me, it feels like picking up Devontae White is a bit of a no-brainer. Played for Georgia as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I'll, I'll co-sign that one for you to make it easy, punk. So um, we're going to co-sign that. Georgia. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I could imagine Winfrey. He's got to miss a tickle less gums, like thirty-five inch. From uh, Oklahoma, uh, six three as well, two hundred ninety seven pounds. But yeah, I think Devontae White is probably the overall better. He's the best, certainly three technique. Yeah. So there we go then. Uh, pick number thirty for the Kansas City Chiefs. We have consensus. Mm-hmm. It is Devontae Wyatt. Awesome. Right. I'm going to make this really easy on you two now. Uh huh. So pick thirty one is the Cincinnati Bengals. Is. There is only one reason why the Cincinnati Bengals did not win the Super Bowl. And that's because their offensive line sucks. Yeah. So <laughs> just pick the best offensive lineman on the board, give them to me, and let's plug him into the Bengals. Didn't they fix their offensive line, though? Did they? Well, I th- yeah. I think Alex Kappa, Lyle Collins. Can I go first? Tyler yeah. Linderbaum. Tyler Linderbaum, I give you. Center, Iowa. The best center prospect that PFF have in the in the recent college era. I'm going, I've not seen him play. I'm going completely, entirely off what I've read. And everywhere I've read that this guy is the best center that they've seen in, in recent years. Let's put it that way. They've got an overall grade on him of 95.4, which is about as good as it gets. So six three two ninety Iowa center Tyler Linderbaum. Perfect size. 
Iowa as well. So, you know. Decent college. Not brilliant, but decent. He's not playing in the SEC <laughs> or anything. Not a million miles from Cincinnati. Yeah, it just feels like a, a, a safe pick. Uh, I don't like Bernard Raymond. He's still there. Is it Raymond or Ryman? I think mean, I feel like Bernard it should Ryman. be Ryman. Ryman. Yeah, just not not a fan. Trevor Penning's there. Trevor Penning's a bloody good shout as well. God, he's a flag Penning's, machine. He is big. He's a stander upper, so he, he could get scrum under quite easily. No, look. look. They also, unfortunately, to burst Dave's bubble, they also brought in Ted Karras in free agency to cover the centre position, so they don't actually need ah. a centre either. Um, you're right, though. Um, Lyle Collins, Alex Kappa, to go along with Jonah Williams and uh, Jackson Carmen on that offensive line. They completely re- revamped that offensive line already, They did so revamp the entire thing. They have. Okay. Um, the other thing they didn't do very well is have any cornerbacks that are any good. So they've got Eli Apple and Jadobi Awuzie as their two starting <laughs> cornerbacks right now. I know we've been through the majority of the cornerbacks. I wish there were better ones available right now. Um, but if I have a look at who's who's on my list, can I? If if I, 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 I had, oh yes, yes, the one that's one I can pitch. Dave, I didn't know then that they'd. No, 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 no. I didn't know that they'd already got no, Ted Harrison. So and I gave you, I gave you a guy who was specified as being a need. That need <laughs> we'll has take now him been out. removed. We'll take him away. If right, you go in go corner, again. then I'll the go need Jay- is now corner. Yes, Jalen Petrie. So I mentioned him earlier on. He's the Baylor um, corner who uh, basically had an absolutely massive season last year with forty-seven stops, leading pretty much all all of college football. Took him. No, Petrie's not gone. Yeah, have we? No. We've not no, taken Jalen Petrie. I haven't got him written down. No. Still there. I knocked him off because I thought you took him. No, you didn't. No. Admin errors. This is similar to the admin errors that this gave is, you this wait, it last season. This seems to happen quite regularly with you, James. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? no. Is he still there? I thought he'd gone. You took yeah, Andrew Booth instead of Jalen Petrie. You're a disgrace. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I thought you took him. I think I must have just given up halfway through and then uh, punk switched it at the end. I'll I'll let you off the Andrew Booth pick was immediately after the Steelers. You were in PTSD at that point. You were having a a bit of a meltdown. I was was punch drunk at that point all over the place. That's the worst I've seen you. (laughs) (laughs) Wait until draft night and you'll see it for real. Um, Oh, man. I hope. Okay, so he's done it again, Punk. He hasn't listened to you. And you said, well, I said cornerback. And you said, yeah, that's actually right. No, I did listen to him. I did listen to him and gave him a defensive line. No, he started off giving me what I asked for, which was an offensive lineman. We then shifted because we hadn't realized the Bengals had entirely retooled the offensive line. (laughs) All right, I had. Um, Just tell you, there's a cornerback. That's that's available, right and so now. now we're looking elsewhere at other positions. So safety cornerback, I think both of those are probably legit when it comes to the Bengals. So yes, Jalen I'll allow it. Slot slot corner. All right. Well, I mean, I think that Daxton Hill's a better safety. Um, who is my Minka comparison? Uh, but there is a cornerback from Auburn, Roger McCreary. Uh, he's five eleven, hundred ninety pounds, but he's a very good number two corner. Um, so he. He is actually being comped a lot in the first round. I think actually to the Bengals, a lot of people are kind of still seeing him there. He's a very, very solid starting cornerback. Um, I had him comped to Stephen Nelson. So a guy that isn't the elite cornerback, but he will cover all the time. And so he'll be on the field a lot. Um, that was, if you want a cornerback, that's what I'd go for. But if it was a safety, I'd go for Daxton Hill. 
Roger McCreary was uh, targeted 75 times last year um, and gave up 34 catches. So not brilliant, not phenomenal. Does it feel like a first-round pick? It's like Bengals pick. It like a Bengals say, pick. 30, Thirty-one <laughs> isn't really a first-round pick. Let's be well, honest. It is. Um, I'm going to go with the player that we well, yeah, certainly one of you seem to think should have been taken a lot higher. Um, whereas it feels like we're maybe trying to force things in a little bit now. So I'm going to go with um, Jalen Petrie for the oh, Bengals. Okay. Can we can we do something with the last pick? And I know I'm probably blowing you up a little bit. Can we just have a free fall and just say a reach? Not a reach, but someone who we like. Or have you got something in mind? Well, you, can, that... you can do that after we've done the pick. So okay. once, <laughs> once we've done the pick, I'll, we'll, I'll I'll invite you to 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 bring up any other players that you think are worth looking out for. Um, but for now, thirty second pick in the draft. So the last one, boys. And I know it's yep. you know it's taken a while to get here. Detroit Lions. Now, you may remember back to the second pick that we did. Uh, We took Malik Willis, quarterback, to sit in behind uh, Jared Goff for a season. Mm -hmm. Um, So with the 32nd pick, we are now looking at, again, cornerback safety linebacker. Not me. I'm going George Karlaftis, edge rusher, because he's the best player on the board. He's in need. Um, I think they'll go edge rusher with pick number two, uh, which will either be uh, Trayvon Walker or Aiden Hutchinson, whoever doesn't go. I don't think they pick Malik Willis. Um, And I don't see any way in which they come away from the first round without a pass rusher. So it fulfills the need. And it, 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 I I know I'm ignoring you and that's against the rules, but I think it has to happen. Well, no, I think that if you can come out of the first round, Dave, with Malik Willis as your future franchise quarterback and George Karloftis still, who is kind of a mid-first round pick normally um, no, no, no. in the list, what, no, you've, what done I'm saying really is, well. you've done really if, well. You've done really well. If everything of... if everything happens up to this point and George Karloftis is there at 32, they will pick him. Yeah. There's there's no way, no two ways about yeah. it. So, so what we're saying is there's consensus in the best player on the board in this situation. Um, should be picked up, and it is Kaloftas. The only thing, the only thing that will go against this is the David Ajabo bit. He's played one mm. season. Um, has I mean, he's the guy who had only had twenty six snaps before yeah. that one season. Someone could look at him and go, "God, blimey, Potential. his ceiling's massive," and it is. I can't get over the twenty six snaps. I, uh, it's a speed bump that's too high for me to go over. So maybe they go for another player and go, "We'll go and get him in the next round." Um, I don't know, but. It, it just feels too sensible for me. I mean, Carl Loftus is definitely a uh, a Lions type guy. You know, he's a Dan Campbell knee biter. It's a bit of a loser. So he he is the the compliment piece. So it it sounds sensible. It makes sense to to put him in there. Um, I'll go with it. I think I think the fact that you guys were talking about him in those kind of early teens, mm. early mid teens. I'm a big yeah. fan to me indicates that he should be there or thereabouts. If no one's take if if no one's taken him yet, then you know there's every chance that the Lions will take him at 32. So there you go. With the 30 second pick, the Detroit Lions take George Kloftis, the edge rusher. Ta-da. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our <laughs> mock draft. 
Since obviously, down that way. Obviously, obviously, <laughs> fans of the Bears, the Raiders, the Browns, the Broncos, the Colts, the Rams, the Dolphins, and the 49ers probably have no interest in this at all. And well done if you've managed to get to this point in this podcast mm. um, because you have no first round picks. So you have no interest at all in this until uh, day two or three. Yep. Can I ask you one one question, Punk, in particular? So you've got no first or second round pick. What would you want the Raiders to do in the third round? Uh, haven't really thought about it yet, to be honest. What do we, What do I want? I'd like I'd like a little bit more depth on the O line if we can find it. Um, I feel like you need a half decent wide receiver, to be honest. One, well, I, th- I think we're all right <laughs> at wide receiver now. Thank you very much. Don't worry about <laughs> that. I think, I think, I think cornerback. We could use a little bit of help at cornerback. Um, yeah, we've 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 got a few bits we can do. Um, who knows? Maybe we'll end up, you know, packaging a whole load of stuff up with the Saints and getting the fourteenth pick or something. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> yeah, Saints seem to be up for anything, so. It's, I mean, it's very possible. They're the first people I'm ringing if I want something. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, so, Jim, give me a couple of players who you think we haven't who we haven't mentioned yet. At who all, we haven't mentioned yet. Who you like, who you think have a possibility of sneaking into the first round, or maybe even not sleeping into the first round, maybe just guys who you actually are a fan of. Uh, well, okay. So there are certain guys that you just know aren't going to go first round, um, yeah, but you yeah. still love them anyway. Uh, we haven't mentioned the tight end for, for good reason, Punk. There isn't a, a Kyle Pitts or um, a, a, even a Pat Fryer move in terms of quality for a tight end this year. But there are some okay tight ends. Greg Dulcich is probably the, the best one out of the bunch. Um, he, uh, he can block, basically. He's, he's a good receiver, Gets about 17 yards a catch last season. Um, five touchdowns in 12 starts. He actually used to be a, a receiver, but then transitioned back into tight end um, from UCLA. So he's pretty good. I, so he's changed position as well then? He did change position, but he's still a receiver. Now he's got a, t- a tight end. Um, he's Next season, it will be an offensive lineman. <laughs> but but if you want to talk... Okay, so there's, there's two other... Um, tight ends I want to talk about very quickly. So I talked about mine first. Go oh, on, no, you took on. No, 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 go on. Do yours next because it's not mine. Well, you don't know that, do you? So I just uh, said this first name. Well, my my kind of personal favorite is Jelani Woods. He's six foot seven, two hundred fifty nine pounds out of Virginia. Um, proper rough diamond type, you know. But uh, seems like a really nice guy, and he had a good pro day as well. So a lot of people now looking at him, going, "Oh yeah, maybe we can use him." Because although he doesn't really block, he's almost like a slot receiver. Uh, yeah, a lot of fun to go and watch some of his, his tape if you get a chance. Jelani Woods. Uh, the guy that's kind of shooting up the boards, though, is Amani Rogers from Ohio. 6'5", 233 pounds. Um, he was a quarterback in college. He didn't play a snap at tight end. So um, they have no, we have no footage of him as a tight end. Um, but he smashed the, sh- the Shrine Bowl. He runs a 4'5", 40-yard dash. He just shamed D1 defenders at his pro day. So he could be like the next Darren Waller, is what. So, so next question, next question then: Have you ever known a player go into a draft with no tape at all, whether it be in a different position or? Was that uh, German fellow who went to the Vikings? I can't remember what his name was, but there was no tape on him. It was all practice. How much tape did Edelman have as a wide receiver? Because he was a quarterback as well, wasn't he? 
I think um, Tannen Hill had one season, didn't he, as a wide receiver? After Maybe, yeah. And then once, no, two seasons of wide receiver and one season of quarterback, I think. So tight end is a position I've paid significant attention to. Because um, exactly. you physically identify. End. Not just that, but um, the Broncos need a tight end as soon as we got rid of Noah Fant in the uh, what's the uh, Wilson <laughs> yeah. deal. Um, so I, the guy that I've sort of pinned all my hopes on, and if we get him, I will be ever so slightly delirious, is Trey McBride. So he plays for Colorado State Rams. I've seen him a couple of times this year. So he put up an all-time season last year. Um, to, in total 12 games, he racked up 1,100 yards and just 91 catches. And he was one-third of the entire passing offense. Everyone knew the ball was coming his way, and he still dominated. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping he stays in Colorado and comes to us. Um, the other guy I'm really interested in is Alabama linebacker Christian Harris. So he... Is you know when you see those linebackers who just like love contact, they go out there just looking to hit someone. That is Christian Harris. He, he, if he go, he could sneak into the first. It's not likely. I think it's more likely to go second, late, well, mid to late second, early third. Mm-hmm. Um, he could be on the board for the Broncos because we need a middle linebacker. You can see why I've been looking at these players in particular. Um, <laughs> the problem is. Because he plays for Alabama, he's not on the field all that much because the offense is on the field for the vast majority of the game. So I think it's kind of hurts him a little bit. But ultimately, I think he he's one of those guys whose skills are absolutely translatable to the NFL. He could end up going anywhere. And when he does, you'll notice him because he's just going to be a big tackler. He is the Claude Makaleli of the NFL. And you know what we haven't done either? We haven't even mentioned running backs. No, just because well, you don't draft them in the first round. I mean, the Steelers don't draft them in the first round this year. But who's um, your favorite running back then? Well, the best one's Kenneth Walker out of Michigan State. I said, um, who, I said, who's your favorite? My favorite is probably Pierre Strong. Oh, <laughs> you stole it. South Dakota State. Um, he's a magician making space. Uh, his last season, he rushed. Step. Last season, he did one thousand six hundred eighty-six yards and eighteen touchdowns. So he was used quite a lot. He's just, yeah. like, and it's, just incredible. It's the hit the first man and the yards afterwards, which really did it. So yeah. I think he he was given, the. I saw some stat and I might butcher it, so I apologize a little bit, but he was given the ball on average, the furthest back away from the line of scrimmage of any uh, running back who had more than, I think it was more than 50 rushing attempts or something like that. So he was given the ball the furthest behind the line and yeah. still was miles ahead of loads of other running backs in terms of yards per uh, yards per carry. It's just that ability to either sidestep or brute force the first man, whether that's translatable to the NFL. I mean, I think so. <laughs> you look, look at his size and his strength. And he's four four point three speed at a four three seven speed as well. Mm-hmm. So he's not he is that quick, about as quick as me. El Rapido. <laughs> yeah, but you're doing it's it seven. six foot vertically. He's doing it forty yards along the ground. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> Got to mention Damian Pierce as well from Florida. Um, he no, always slips the first tackle. Always gets gets through the first tackle. Um, Hundred carries and thirteen touchdowns last season. How would you do that? Just. <laughs> On 100 carries, you've got 13 touchdowns. It's stupid. He looks and, like Javante Williams to me. And on the 100... That's exactly the, that's exactly the comp. On 100 attempts, broke 39 tackles. On 100 yeah. attempts. Yeah. Um, and then everyone's talking about Brees Hall, but he's more like a Matt I'm Forte not sold. to me. No, I mean, well, either. He's got one speed. The, so, Brees Hall, the, the, the issue with Brees Hall is 
if you get him in the open, he's kind of like um, Barkley. If you get him in the open space, he will maul you. He will he will look like Dalvin Cook. You look and go, wow. But he's that guy who's going to get you two yards, two yards, two yards, two yards, 87, two yards, two yards. He's not going to get you six, seven, six, five. That's the issue that I've got with him. Yeah. Yeah, I think that the other ones we've mentioned are probably better overall or yeah. more upside. So yeah, those are the ones we haven't really talked about, but because they're not, you know, didn't typically look at them in the first round. But there are some extremely good players there. Yeah, just, you know, you shouldn't and have to run so, back in the first round. Is there any position that you're interested in, Punk, that we haven't covered other than running back? No, no, I think we've covered everything. I've now got to go and read up on all these players that we've just selected in the first I've round. So I actually understand just watch who their they kind are. Of highlights then, and just the see least. if. Is there any? Is there anyone in particular that you think? I mean, you guys know the type of players that I like. So, is there anyone you would highly recommend I go and watch? Some have a look at on? Christian. Have a look at Christian Harris um, for Alabama. Just because we didn't draft. No, 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 we didn't draft him, <laughs> but he's not a first round player. Um, he, again, he just loves to tackle, and it's just that that initiating contact is lovely. It's, it's, I think. It's, I think last year you 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 both told me to go and watch. Um, oh, who was it? The linebacker that went to uh, the Browns. Oh, um, linebacker went to the Browns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, it's triple barreled name. Yeah, Joker. Yeah, Joker. That's Jeremiah. I That's the one. Yeah, easy for you to say this time of night after three and a half hours of bog. <laughs> I just remember the guy from last but, year with that name. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was him. Anyway, right again. So any anyone similar in that? I suppose you know, linebacker, the end. Uh. Well, have a look at Trayvon Walker because yeah. he is the sneaky suspicion he's going to be the first overall pick. Um, he's crept up very recently to be the guy that's kind of knocking off Aiden Hutchinson. Um, so have a look at him, Trayvon Walker from uh, Alabama, uh, from Georgia. Uh, I would recommend you look at Christian Watson just because he's so different as a wide receiver. Um, yeah. Look at his highlight tape, see what he's done there. Jordan Davis as well. If you want to see that kind of that space invader. That guy up the middle. Um, he's funny. There's some yeah. of his highlights which are just like, it's almost like, uh, you know, you know those things you see where this is the ridiculous thing that happened this week. It's one of those things. Um, it just mauls guys. It's ridiculous. But you could throw a dartboard um, at any of those picks that we've just basically just yeah. gone through and say, and actually find one, some really fun stuff to watch. Cool. One guy. So on my on my board, I put a note at the bottom. So he's a, this is a guy who's going to go in maybe the fourth or fifth round. But watching all of the Georgia guys, there's a running back called Zamir White, Z A M I R White, um, and he's kind of a an angry Leonard Fournette. So he's just a mauler. Um, I don't think he's going. I don't think it's going to translate him to the NFL just because I think it, it, he'll take too many hits from guys who are just bigger than him. But he'll kind of receive the ball, pick on the small guy, and just absolutely steamroll him. Fun tape to watch. Cool. Got some homework today. Yeah. So with that, guys, we're going to end this podcast. This was the big one. Uh, the first round mark. We'll put the results up on the on the website as well. Thefinaldown.com. Um, let us know what you thought of the picks that we made for your team. Obviously, direct any ire at Punk. I will be, certainly, um, for yeah, making everyone... You love your pick. Uh, you needed that pick. Just obviously prepping you need for that the real pick. thing in a week's time. Yeah. You need that picket. <laughs> it's the laziest pick you could ever make, is uh, a Pittsburgh quarterback to Pittsburgh. Um, I gave you another option. 
No, you didn't, because I pitched you a guy Desmond that actually would, would help our team. And uh, give you the option of Desmond Ridder. Went with a quarterback. Doesn't look. I'm trying to end this bloody podcast, Dave. Stop talking about Desmond Ridder. Okay, he should not <laughs> be even talked about in this podcast. Um, Let's be honest. If if anyone's managed to listen to this whole thing in one sitting, they deserve a damn medal anyway. Might so. listen to two parts of this, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, make sure you hit us up on social media for that one. Next week, obviously, is the draft, so we'll be back with the review of what happens, uh, all the trades that happened, and all the uh, all the other crazy stuff that's, that's bound to go on, um, and see how close we were. Not that I think we're going to be massively close, but um, you know it's always fun to look back. Hey, we got we got six last season. Yeah, seven. So never say never. Yeah. We'll you claim seven. Round. I only no, no, no. six. We we got six. I got eight. Oh, of geez. course. We'll review the first round. We'll obviously come back and do a final one once the entire draft's over, and then that's it for the summer. So we get to go and uh, hibernate um, in our shoeboxes filled with uh, newspaper. Until then, though, boys. Where are you going with this? I don't, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I'm so We picked up Kenny Pickett that I just I don't <laughs> want to say anything anymore. So until next week, I've been Jim. That's been Demo Dave. That's been Punk Raider. Thank you very much for listening. Mm-hmm.